Because I'm sure what they meant was like, if you threw hands with somebody, you wouldn't go for their nuts right away, right? Is what they're trying to say. No, I feel like Peter would. I would go Peter for would. their nuts right away. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, all right, maybe. Like, you ain't book I... smart, but you street smart. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm going for the balls, and then I'm going to fucking stick my thumbs in their eyes. And then, <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's and then exactly run away. And when they say, I yeah. give up, you're going to keep going. <laughs> and then I'll twist their nipples. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to get this weird, like, sex thing, and then he's going to say, don't stop, and then I know I got to run after that. And then it just kind of spirals out of control. From and there, then my dragon dodo falls out of my pocket, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot it. That was what I picked up when I was a baby. Hey, what's up, bruh? Welcome to the Weed Power Gym. I'm your front desk guy, Lance. Are you looking to start a membership? What's your name, little dude? Uh, yeah, my, my name's Peter, and uh, th- they've been bullying me every day, and I want to get fucking swole. <laughs> fucking swole? Yeah, you came to the right place, man. And uh, that's cool, man. Peter, right? Yeah. My uncle's name is Bert. Uh- anyway, let me show you around. <laughs> All right. So these are the machines. Don't mind the stickiness. Okay. Oh, hey, this is one of our regulars, Kai. What is up, my tendonitis brother? Hey, bro. I just come here, do a few reps, make sure I take some pictures on Snapchat so that all the bitches can see. And yeah, I just just pump iron, bro. Fuck yeah, man. Bitches. And... <laughs> Oh, hey, look, over there, it's one of our personal trainers, Plinchy. How heavy them dumbbells, girl? Hey, Lance. Uh, you know, the standard, like, 250 up to 800, you know. Just what another, fuck? Just another <laughs> Holy Sunday. Holy shit. That's <laughs> uh, fucking crazy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you can, like, work your way up to... That will work you up slowly and, and stuff. Um... Uh, so anyways, Peter, so we got our summer special going on, like $50 for one month. Or if you sign up for three months, it's $200. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'll just grab my piggy bank and give you all the money in there. I have like $2. <laughs> yep. Great. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, the gym only has one towel to wipe all the machines, and we're out hand sanitizers, so just make sure you don't touch your face while you work out. Like, at all. <laughs> no promises! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, welcome to the Weeb Power Hour, your weekly podcast discussing the latest news and topics in the anime and manga world. If you uh, forgot what our show was about based on that <laughs> intro. Uh, this is episode 40. We are entering the month of June and I don't know about you guys, but it is fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. not as hot as the anime we're watching. And speaking of uh, hot news, too, if you want to stay up to date with the Wii Power Hour, feel free to follow us on our social media so you can know right away when our new episodes drop. Uh, so, moving on to the actual news for the week. Sega announces another new Sonic game coming for 2022. Uh, release a trailer. Just of Sonic running. 
What do you guys <laughs> expect from the game based on that almost nothing information from that trailer? That Sonic is going to run and he's going to go fast. Oh my god. Dude, it was a huge disappointment. A lot of people were saying how disappointed yeah, they were. They were like, like hyped for it, right? We're like, oh shit, what's there, what are they going to announce, you know? Yeah, and then shows nothing. It was nothing. Pixels. And people were like upset. Like the whole Twitter people were like upset too. Hieroglyphics. Yeah. I mean, the trailer looked nice. But then again, yeah. Sonic trailers always look nice. And then the actual game mm -hmm. comes out and mm -hmm. it looks nothing like the trailer. Well, you know, everyone likes normally. to dog on it, but I've... I've only played one Sonic game. Which one was that? I think it was a DX one where you could have chow babies and like that was feed them. Yeah, arguably animals. like the only like competent one of all the three D yeah, Sonic games. Yeah, I go back yeah. to it sometimes. You know, people say like that's like the best Sonic game. I think it really is. But I mean, I, I went back and actually played it a little while ago. And uh, man, that game is really buggy. Yeah, it's like Ooh, crazy buggy. Yeah. Like you clip through the outer world, yeah. Like nothing. But uh, I honestly can't wait. Regardless of the train wreck or not, like Sonic is one of those like this. There's something like near and dear to your heart. Like having like Sonic in your life, like it's like it's like the uncle that always like touches you when you don't want him to touch you. You still love him, don't say that, but you still <laughs> don't want him that that close to you. But you still love him. He's still a cool uncle. I agree with you. <laughs> I wouldn't use that comparison, but I get what you're trying to say. But I definitely, yeah, I hope, uh, too. I hope when we, uh, we'll get more time uh, for to go back to the Weeb After Hour, and that's definitely like I hope we can mm -hmm. get uh, get that like uh, the day it comes out, and then we can like just just make a whole bunch of videos on it because. 3D Sonic games are like notorious just to be as memeable as possible uh, mm -hmm. with how bad yeah. they are. So like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta experience it. I gotta be the one making those kind of videos. So yeah, I've never found any Sonic game entertaining. Have you played Sonic DX? Like I've tried all of them. I think a lot of them, or not a lot of them. Like the ones on the computer. The ones on like DS, the ones on like Game Boy, the ones that were accessible to me growing up. <laughs> and like, it's like, it gets really boring really fast. Yeah. Like the main premise of the games are let's just beat this level as fast as we can. Gotta go yeah. fast. So if you're not into like that, that premise yeah. of. Yeah, I guess so. It is the course, especially like the newer games too. Like so much, so much of the course is like just auto run. It has to. Yeah. It's on autopilot. <laughs> but it kind of takes the fun out of it. So I, I can definitely see like the lack of interest yeah, the, in the play style. The shift to 3D was like, for Sonic, it's like almost like near impossible. Like they just can't program it in a way to make the game work and still be fun at the same time. Like when it's not auto running, it's clipping through everything. And when it is auto running, yeah. mm -hmm. then you're not even playing anymore. But it's the yeah, only it way to keep Sonic. Runs. Yeah, it's the only way to keep Sonic on the or, fucking track. But so. you're not playing. Yeah. You let it auto run and then you die because you weren't paying attention. You had to do and some it eclipse. input that was <laughs> yeah. <in>. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, or quick time events or something. Yeah, it's just uh, it's Sonic. it's tough. That's that's why like 2D Sonic is still pretty good. But the past couple of games for Sonic has been decent enough 
It's kind of like a mix of gotten a lot better. Two yeah. and three, they're kind of like two point five uh, D with their uh, last couple of Sonic games, and the reception has been a lot better. So I'm wondering if like this new one, hmm. even though it looks definitely like a three D uh, game, uh, if they're gonna try to like keep that aspect and try to keep some momentum going for Sonic. Yeah, we don't know just yet, but uh, I am very interested to see more news on it when we actually get like gameplay footage of it, how they, they plan out. Because, uh, yeah, like you said, they they do seem to listen to feedback and they try their best to meet them. So, try is, uh, they, uh, they pull it off. Try is a strong word. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next news for the week. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl remakes are finally have their their launch date is going to be november 19 and then followed by legends arceus that's one that's going to come out next year january 28th mm. now which of these two games are you guys more excited for personally i want more information on legends of uh legends arceus that one looks way more interesting yeah they didn't really show much about the Arceus just like like uh what do they call it not unofficial like gameplay and I mean it was like a yeah, midi trailer of the trailer that they wanted to show yeah, off yeah like th- they say that they're showing gameplay but to me it's like you can set up demos right mm-hmm. to for just that trailer to work and them not like yeah it doesn't translate same. to the actual gameplay yeah especially yeah, this early yeah. on uh, so yeah. maybe this footage doesn't even show up at all in the game yeah well we'll get so some more news right uh this next cut co- this next coming month because there's supposed to be a pokemon direct sometime that's right early yeah. june oh. that's why i'm like i was surprised with the news that they already released that uh the release dates because i was like why don't you just wait until your your pokemon direct or your pokemon you know whatever it is and that's true, it yeah. Dead. but yeah there was just news that got released early but uh i'm more excited for diamond and pearl just because gen 4 was amazing and like regardless of like how everyone wants to shit on the the art style gen 4 in itself like all the changes they've done the pokemon that was uh introduced that generation and all like the quality of life changes like as long as they keep that shit still gonna be a solid game like people are gonna buy it. I'm excited for it. Like, isn't it basically the first game that kinda had like a fleshed out like, like a post game? The t- well, the second one, even though it was like a combination of both the Kanto and Johto region, yeah. Kanto is kind of post game like getting the other eight badges and then fighting red at the top of the mountain but like it had like this one actually fortune like is the one that like started incorporating a different like story to it like a story besides like you know the main bad guy trying to take over the world that is true yeah they did try to add a little bit uh extra story uh to those ones so uh yeah on top of that the physical special Mm -hmm. split for the meta uh of the game was big time like like the first three generations in terms of like the battle system was just jack shit and everyone just spammed earthquake and hyper beam as much as they possibly can to win but like now you can be competitive in this one and seeing as how like the switch online capabilities is a little bit better like the 
you know, like if they take it to the next step, like actually like tournaments and stuff like that and blah, 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 or like uh, even like oh, yeah. interpersonal tournaments, like if like the four of us all got a game and then we can like put our names oh, in a tournament, yeah. kind of like Smash. Yeah, we were just talking about yeah. that. That'd be nice, huh? And then we'll fight like like NPCs along the way or like maybe we'll like pull each other in the first round kind of thing and see who would be the champion. I just want to recreate the anime when like Ash get eight badges and then he has to, you know, join the the league and then like has to duke it out with 64 other trainers that as good as him because they also got eight badges that'd be that'd be nice to have not gonna get it but it'd be nice so yeah i was thinking that like that's a great idea you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) the browser i mean they have like uh (laughs) all the tetris and then they have the pac-man like the yeah Yeah. battle royale i feel like it's, it's not that different and they do smash tournaments so it's do it's it. possible but it's game freak so we're gonna i'm gonna yeah yeah i was not gonna say, to like, it no yeah. <laughs> uh but what i do see These them doing out there yeah what i do see them doing though is the biggest thing was the underground uh like cave thing that you'll like dig in for gen 4 Ooh. and then you can get <gasps> fossils so i think secret base that was like started in gen 3 and then not really upgraded in gen 4 that well uh oh, yeah. this time around with the remake they have to make secret base like more presentable more options like yeah going harder on that yeah like multiplayer yeah we're not asking like for like a, more shops yeah we're not asking for like, like animal crossing but like we're asking for just more options to like decorate because i remember like there was a game in the underground cave where uh your friend would come down in the same cave as you and then they would have to go find your secret base, grab the flag from that secret base, yeah, capture the flag, and then yeah. run back to their base. And it's like it's hidden, so they have to like dig around and try to find your secret base. And as they're doing that, you can try to stop them and then take their take your flag back. Yeah, um, you can customize your base to have booby traps in it, yep, so you can mm-hmm. just like fuck with them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like uh, <laughs> our good friend from uh, from uh, from school, uh, Gio. Uh, we play that all the time, like during class. <laughs> like we were supposed to be paying attention to, I think it was science class, but we were just in the underground cave playing like some local play on our DSs and like stealing each other's facts. I got so mad at one point, I actually punched him. And then the teacher was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We're like, nothing. <laughs> you just try to cheat off my fucking paper. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't believe it because I was getting a worse worse grade than he was but like you know i know i was about to say no one would buy that story <laughs> no one's gonna buy it but i had to do something but yeah that those are good memories and i hope they like expand on that because you know we're in 2021 now so yeah there's no reason for them not to do you know to me the bare minimum to upgrade that section of the of the game yeah if you're gonna go like in on upgrading something it's gotta be secret bases yeah even if the rest of the game is like they said faithful to the original yeah at least upgrade that and then post game post game is probably gonna Another get upgraded a little bit too. question i had was um what do you think they're gonna do with uh the the poke watch thing they had right that was that generation right where the bottom screen was mm-hmm. like a watch accessory pretty much yeah Oh yeah, yep. And it I had like, like a couple different it. things, yeah. And then you could, you know, press the button to like swap through all the different features it had. 
Mm. If they upgrade that was a cute feature. Yeah, the upgrade to modern times, I can definitely see it. Just uh, some quality of life stuff. Because like Sword and Shield has done some quality of life stuff that's been pretty nice and to continue that train uh would be would be great like if you can just swap pokemon what even have to like change the menu you just have it right there in your on your poketch i think that's what they call it and you just swap yeah, your pokemon yeah. through the pc uh you can go through your items through it so it's like it just try to be as fluid as possible what if it was a phone app that's what i was about to say yeah because cool. you don't it's have the second flip the flip screen that'd be so cool. just just like uh nintendo online just hook it up to uh make that an app and yeah. then you can just do it right on your smartphone I mean, if you want to do that. That'd be great. Because Animal Crossing was something like that, right? Yeah, something a little bit similar. I think, Yeah. like, because, like, trying to, like, do, like, Xbox Live service where, like, we'll talk to our friends over a game is, like, going to be near impossible for Nintendo. So, like, that has to be the next best thing is to, to use yeah. that Pokesh to be able to communicate with each other. But in a very nice and PG mm-hmm. way, so I can't just can't tell Lance to go fuck himself when he beats me <laughs> in a six v six. So uh, uh, what's the point, right? Yeah. So, it'd be nice, but I'll just tell him over Discord. <laughs> yeah, that's fortunately what we gotta do. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to our next news for the week: Akudama Drive's director's cut is coming out, and it's gonna include some new ending scenes. Uh, this is a uh, anime that we watched uh, in previous episodes, and uh, among the scenes, I don't know if you guys have looked through. They had like a little teasing screenshots of uh, these extra scenes. One of them is pupil fighting with uh, the executioner boss, and uh, if you guys remember, uh, one of my biggest complaints from the show was pupil did not get an ending at all. <laughs> she has been she was like such an important character, and then. By the final episode, we were just kind of left hanging on what became of her. Uh, so I'm really excited that they decide to add some more scenes for her. Um, what do you guys think of the the director's cut? Aya, Aya, Aya. Chris, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what like different ending they they would, could possibly want to do, just because it felt. It felt so good already. Yeah, it felt really whole. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. it, it did like what a rare thing is, is that it felt like if they never got a second season, great ending. But it left the door open for a chance for a season two with the kids. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. like it, to see if like if this new ending, like just be like, you know, we know we're getting a season two. This is the bridge that connects season one and season two. And that's what these new ending scenes are fuck i'm i'm hyped because i would love to see a season two with like the kids being the the veterans and then we get like a new set of criminals basically kind of like dog and ropa right we just get like a new set of kids oh. and then we just <laughs> yeah, go down much. we go down this route with this you know shit uh hitting the fan and everything like that so uh it'd be great it'd be great to see a season two yeah i can definitely see um these extra scenes like giving a little teaser of potentially a, a season two because uh as much as i like the way the story closed off this universe that they've built i wouldn't mind seeing more of it i think they could do more with it yep. just based uh building off of the foundation they built with the uh the first season okay so that will do it for the news for this week uh, if you have any news that you want us to check out feel free to uh message us on our social media and uh 
we'll check it out and maybe feature in a future episode. But uh, for now, we're going to move into our media roundup of the week. This is the segment where we talk about anything we watch that's not in our top 10 anime ranking board. That will be a little bit later in the show. Uh, for our media roundup, we have My Hero Academia Season 5, Episode 9. Uh, this is getting into the thick of Deku's round of the the interclass. I guess it's like a demo fight that they're they're finishing up with the, these last rounds. It's trading. Yeah. So it's just it's like villain trading. It's like catch the villain, throw him in jail, kind of thing. Don't destroy the fucking buildings too much. Uh, but they do. But they do. I mean, that's what like Tetsu, 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 Tetsu was getting yelled at in during his match. <laughs> it was like, hey, cool, good job, but don't fucking destroy everything, you fucking weirdo. But uh, yeah. So Deku is, um, he's pretty much Ang. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, the, the avatars passing on all their skills to the newest generation he's just drawing more and more of those similarities and then like the previous lives still exist in some kind of dimension to advise and speak to him yep i know it's uh, interesting that he's gonna have more powers like the the whip power yeah that he showed mm-hmm. off we're only scratching the surface of uh, one for all kind of thing so uh i'm i'm glad you guys get to see it i know it's like it's been used quite a bit, like how you say for like Avatar or uh, even a show that uh, like me and Kai watched, uh, Katsuko Hitman Reborn, was a little bit similar in that way too. Uh, the the Vangole uh, Primo was able to like he was able to see like the past generation uh, leaders of uh, of the mafia uh, in that family and was able to like gain insight and uh, more powers that way. So when you're always dealing with these kind of things where like it's generations, I mean like. I can't see it other than doing it this way. It's like having the previous generation somewhere locked up, waiting to pass on their their knowledge uh, to the new generation. Yeah. This episode was so well done. I feel like this is like whatever they put into this episode and how they did it, it is the reason why I love my hero. Because that's what they did season one. Um I think it's Deku's voice acting too. That's also like super good. Mm-hmm. But the animation was amazing. And I I remember reading the chapter and being like, and feeling a certain way, like, but feeling it and seeing it through the anime made it like 10 times more impactful, I guess. You did a really good job. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree on that one as a, as a manga reader as well. Like these exi- exhibition matches have been kind of like meh for me because there's no real stakes involved but this episode actually made me really interested yeah in, exactly um, the fight they have uh, especially shinso and deku's uh i guess they have uh, i guess you could call it a rivalry um yeah they're yeah the rivalry with each other i, I really like their dynamic with each other that mm-hmm. they uh, they're actually very similar i feel like as far as oh, like yeah. being uh coming from underdogs and trying to find their place as a hero. Yep. I really like those two. And I like Shins- that Shinso was the one. Uh, of course, Uraraka was helping out too, but Shinso was the one who ultimately saved Deku so mm-hmm. they could have the fair fight that they've been wanting to have with each other. 
And I'm glad they got to, they're continuing on to proceed to that fight. I was afraid that Deku would snap out and then All Might would be like, yeah, we got to pull this kid out. This match is too dangerous. We need to go to like the infirmary so we can like get to the bottom of what's going on. Because mm-hmm. it looked like, uh, I mean, yeah, All Might was not expecting that power to show up right now. I'm actually surprised Deku has that power because All Might has never shown other abilities from uh the one for all. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't say mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> so I unless... haven't read far enough to where Peter is, but I feel like that like oh man, they will Like I I could formulate theories with with Kai and yeah. Lance because I don't know anything past like this. Yeah, like you're you guys are only scratching the surface of uh one for all and like all might him, himself as well. He's not you don't know everything about him yet i guess and the more we get into like the other uh generations inside of deku the more you'll get like an idea of like uh like their relationships and like how things came to be and how because obviously like each generation had to pass it on to the next generation so like Mm -hmm. they're connecting thread between each other like you guys don't know anything about that yet and uh you're probably going to get like a good taste of it this second half of the the season just because it's the one that's going to be world building and we're going to talk more about them plus it's a villain section because that's how my hero always does it uh so uh (laughs) if it's one for all then all for one will also always be involved for that kind of stuff so uh Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see like those connectings and then see what you guys' theories are because i'm kind of curious to see what you guys uh, think of yeah, I'm glad to hear that because I was starting to think like All Might was starting to lose. Uh, I, I feel Value. like he was almost done with his character development. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, like he was going to take more of a backseat, but this actually brings some more intrigue into him. Yeah, uh, that there's more to him being Deku's mentor. Yeah, he has more to give for sure. So ah man, ah oh, I just can't wait to you know talk about. Uh, what's going on currently in the manga in like two years? I just I just can't wait. These just two <laughs> years from now. So so like okay yeah yeah so that'll do it so like oh, hold on. Okay, okay is kai, do you have anything kai had a thought oh my right like, okay, oh my yeah. right? super strong right sure yeah and you know like I I I never understood what his quirk was. Like what? What's so special? He's quirkless, and then yeah. he like got one for all. Yeah, exactly. And he got one for all, and then, but you know, like specifically, you know, what is it about him? Like, what would he pass on, kind of thing? What Deku because got he, season one and two and three? His, his hair. I mean, power. Like, oh, is it just that, what? or is he like? No, like I oh. had this idea that every one of the you know previous generation has an in their own power. He got all mights. Or whatever was passed to him. Yeah. But then All yeah. Might doesn't have a quirk. So that means but, no, but what that the power like, he got is someone else's visage and it's not All Might's power because All Might was quirkless. Yeah, but I, I my assumption is that what if All Might developed a power like as a uh you know when he got one for all? Because like Deku basically mm. is like ba- making his own power, right? Like by using like the way he punches shit and kicks shit. So, like, my, my like, random-ass theory is, like, 
All Might. He's like the scrawny dude that uses a quirk and he becomes big and buff. Like, what if that's like his power? That's like, not his power, related. though. He explained that he's uh, skinny because he's just physically frail now and that him becoming buff oh. is him like flexing really hard. Oh, okay, to, okay, okay. Yeah, it's not like an ability or anything. That's just him, hundred percent him. I always thought, like you know, even like all my like you know, when he was in his like high school or in his prime days, he could just be like scrawny to like blend into like normal people or something. <laughs> oh yeah, he can pull like a Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a, you know, like he needs to like protect his secret identity or some shit. I don't know. And then you know, when he's like ready to like don the costume, he just like. And then gets well, like I really hope big. he passes that on to Deku, and then Deku can get swole too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say anything. Let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, I know I get that he's I get that All Might's quirkless. But I was thinking, like, what if he pat like an assumption that like what if All Might developed the quirkle as when he had his power, and then he passed it on to Deku. So okay, Kai, what you're saying is. All Might was not spending time on this. All, all Might no have quirk. All Might get one for all. All Might suddenly develops his own quirk that is not a part of the previous people that were a part of one yeah. for all. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And that power that All Might has is not the same as Deku's. That's what you're saying. It's not the same. Yeah. No, because Deku hasn't like maybe unlocked that power yet. Then you're. I'm done. I'm not gonna say anything. You're making no sense, Kai. I don't know if that's suspicious or just. I don't know how to take that. So let's just make make no sense to me right now. I don't get why you guys are so like why what I'm saying is so confusing and like confused about because All Might was quirkless. Right. So, so basically, Kai, there is no chance of that being true. That okay. All Might all right. Has all right. Quirk. So fine. People can develop quirks. All right. I just. No, it was he, just a long. Theory. He inherited it from One for All, just like yeah, how Deku no, inherited no, no. it. He, he gets so that. About, Kai's like, just saying, wouldn't it be cool if if uh, All Might had really, 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 really late puberty and got his and got a quirk? Yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. Then he yeah, but it. the problem is that Kai didn't say, "Wouldn't it be cool?" He says, "My theory is this is what it is." Well, I did say it's a dumb theory. Like I said, it was a dumb theory. I gave a like quite a long pause before seeing it because it did sound stupid you know oh. all right we well, get it now peter you're gonna stretch your cheeks like no i'm like trying to hold back to like answer everything that you guys just talked about because <laughs> i have i i have some answers to your guys's theories but the yeah. fact that you have answers is really surprising because like, uh-huh. I like the, i'll see no you guys answer. in two years <laughs> Okay, well, that will do it for our media roundup for this week. We'll uh, be moving on to the meat of our show, the anime ranking board. This is the segment where we put 10 spring season anime against each other, and then we rank their weekly episodes for anime supremacy. Uh, The first place winner for this week's ranking board wins an amazing one dollar off of their first month membership at the Wii Power Gym when it opens. Oh, fucking no. Someday. 2023 in Mexico City. 
Yo, hablo español. Okay, so let's move on to our uh, the bottom of the the ranking board. Tenth place, we have. Oh God. Um, full dive, the ultimate next gen full dive RPG is even shittier than real life. We got a spectacular tenth place across the board. I'm good to see the the growing pains have yielded yeah. a appropriate tenth place for the new ranking board. It's the first time we what agree tenth place episode? with this, uh, this is anime. <laughs> You know, I asked that. My answer that I got was he got bullied in the military, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> whole, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're back at square one, right? Like how how it always is. He he just gets the shit beat out of him physically and mentally, and then in a couple episodes, he gets out of it, and then he learns something along the way. It's the formula. Because this, this is what we needed with the start of this. I, I feel like this is a new arc basically yeah he's out yeah. of the slump he's starting a new arc and i like Always to start a new arc where the previous arc started which is exactly in the same spot <laughs> yeah All like right. the, the charm of this like show has weared off like weeks ago and now oh, we're just yeah. like mm-hmm. just scraping against metal like like you're being we're being the horse like episode three i felt like like the horse is just a pulpy mess at this point yeah it's like it doesn't even look like when a horse it, anymore when do you think it started falling off episode two three i, I think i was it starting was to be like early. okay it was I very early three. whatever episode yeah. was the flashback of him running the track meet and he peed his <laughs> pants that was like i'm done i'm like yeah that's, that was kind of like the the nail in the coffin that kind of sucks like that that's like your whole reasoning to be like who you are and then that douchebag like white guy that was just like oh i think you'll be the best and it's like oh but just kidding yeah, fucking confucius once said to me that you if you want to be a good track runner you don't pee your pants <laughs> and then he just walked away i'm like what the fuck is this shit and yeah then, yeah it just kind of got boring from like even like Riona and uh, fucking Masioka trying to like do anything to keep the comedy going. It's not like even coming mm. close to it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, next. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Ninth place. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Higehiro, otherwise known in English as uh, I Got Rejected. So I shaved and I picked up a high school girl runaway. Uh, we have ninth place across the board for this one as well. Uh, now, I, I'll start with this one. This episode was... It, it had the same vibe as what Full Dive was doing to me, is that they're beating a dead horse. <laughs> and that dead horse being a... a I think her name is a Mishima. Mishima, yeah, the the kohai, yeah, the the kohai, oh, i.e., um, the loser man. of the love triangle. Well, I guess it's a love square oh, at this point with the three girls. I hate her. Every time she shows up, it's the same song and dance of "I want to be the supportive friend," but I just end up crying every time I try to support Yoshida yeah, because he's not loving me specifically. Just and I'm like, what? Why are you here just to suffer? 
<laughs> it's like filler, but like I can't call it filler because I feel like they're trying to go somewhere with their character, but it feels like right now in this moment, like it's just a time eater. Yeah, yeah, just waste time. The thing is, like the so the the fifth and final volume that's coming out for the light novel is uh, coming out next month. That's right. So I think what is going as like is not a full character development. I think he's just taking like little pot shots at everyone else because I think the obvious answer is that Sayu, you know, kind of resets her life back to like something that she can live and like look forward to in the future. And then she moves away for the next two years. She becomes 18. Now she's an adult. Then she comes back. And oh, then yeah. her and Yoshida get together finally at the end. Because you're already starting to see like when in that karaoke scene, like he was like, yeah, let me grab the bags. Let me do this. Let me do that. Like you can see so much attention for Sayu that like it's like it's not normal anymore. It's not like you're helping this girl, you know, to get her back on her feet. Like this girl is important in your life now. So whatever, whatever the event is with the brother at the end, I feel like it's just going to be, yeah. You know, I just have to face facts. Like, I have to face my family. I have to face my fears. I'll go home with my brother, but it's going to be on my terms, blah, blah, blah. And then she shows up two years later, and, you know. Yay, we did it. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to actually do the ending of the light novel in the anime, since they're almost almost coinciding with each other uh, in terms of release date. So I don't know if it was like, maybe they're going to just leave it off in a cliffhanger on the, on this season. And then you just have to read the rest of the light novel to, to find out. Cause I saw some pictures of the light novel and there are some people, I don't even know who the fuck they are. So there's like apparently more shit that happens. So I don't know if they're going to like skip over that or just go cut it straight to the end. Like a uh, Horimiya pretty much. Hmm. Maybe I, I would believe that, but Horimiya is it eventually evolves into or uh, changes into more of like an episodic show. Uh, Pretty so much. I can see how they could like cut out all the in between, just give you the ending. Uh, for a show like um, Higuhiro, or I shaved. I feel like. Um, there's an actual storyline. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty extreme to chop out the actual storyline and then just jump to the ending. I mean, they already started. They already started cutting people out. So, because I believe, I mean, that girl in the picture last in last week's episode, she she was supposed to be somewhere. Like she's important. done. So, yeah, she's gone. She doesn't even show up. So, like, I I like the chapter that I read her read on her with. I was like, holy shit, this girl is a game changer she's gonna like because like yoshida has been so vanilla in like a lot of these situations mm. but yeah. she's the one that throws a wrench in his character and like it's finally like his time for character development it's not about morals or what's right or wrong that he chooses it's what does he want in life or how does he get by uh who he is before and now and, like they just like ah fuck it fuck it just, who cares about yoshida it's all about Sayu. He's like, I get it. She's a high school girl. Like, come on. Like, like, to to have this guy be relatable to a lot of like adults that are watching this show. Like, you still need that. And you're kind of throwing it away this season. The way they're going narratively with them at the end of the episode, Sayu's brother confronts Yoshida and catches them. 
mm-hmm. I feel like we are shaping up to like a final conflict sort of um, oh, yeah. ending for this season. So if they want to like pull a promise Neverland, just be like, hey, this is the end of the, the series. They yeah. probably could do it. <laughs> could. Just yeah. be like, there are other stuff that comes after this or in between this, but uh, this is the important thing. So we're just going to end it here. I, I can actually see that. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll. I'm really interested to see how they end this. Yeah, same. Same, okay. same. So moving on to our. This is actually uh, another tie we have for this week. It will be uh, a tie for seventh place. Um, so first up, we'll go with combatants will be dispatched. Uh, for this week, we got eighth place from Kai, fifth place from me. Seventh place from Peter and Plinchy. Uh, since I'm the high point man for this one, I'll go first. Uh, more episodic episodes of them being shitheaded, and I actually enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed the comedy from this one, um, especially when the party members fight each other. And I know mm. you guys love it when I compare it to Konosuba but my favorite <laughs> moments from Konosuba was when Kazuma fought uh, Darkness Darkness oh yeah that, like that was one, yeah. such an, um, an amazingly stupid fight and I, I really liked when um, Rose fought Agent 6 that was just absolutely acidine enough mm-hmm. to make me like cry laugh so yeah, props to them for that. Definitely the funniest episode for me so far. How about you guys? I like how Grim was just dead. Like, and the only explanation was that she couldn't last a day in this heat, and that's it. And then like I, later, I'm not surprised. She's laying on the floor. I'm like, she's dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> I forget it's in character <laughs> that she immediately died. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, ridiculousness. Um, I found this week's episode a little bit more lackluster compared to the other weeks. I feel like the like uh, I feel like the the main characters shine when they're thrown with other side characters more. Like when it's just them talking amongst each other for the whole episode, I feel like it's a little too boring, especially because one of them's literally not there, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping. Essentially, there were only four characters in this episode. Grim barely counted. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the amount of thing, not a lot of things really happen. I find it more funny when you know they're fighting like the demon people or or the bad people, and like some dumb shenanigans happen, uh, and they have to be like, "Ah, shit, we got to deal with this dumb shenanigan." You know, you just like, say that because you're Team Heine, dude. You didn't get enough of her mm-hmm. this episode. I see okay, your characters okay, in this episode, okay, so you're like, oh. <laughs> you're not. Don't worry, wrong. you'll get her next week. You're not wrong, but like. The show was going great when they saw the giant mole thing, dude. That shit was cute, right? And then if they if they kept fighting that, and then something happened around that, I probably would have liked it. Yeah. And then that's just the Sand ran King. Them. What's that's, the Sand King? That's the whole Is reason it? the demons are are fighting. Yeah, that's the monster the that's terrorizing the demons and forcing the demons to yeah. fight the, the humans. Thing is the sand king? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the sand so. king, dude. Yeah, that's, that's the, <laughs> yeah. the explanation that's the, the princess gave, Alice. But, not Alice. Um, 
absolutely i absolutely know that the moment they finally like get to meet the sand king face to face just a nice dude nothing yeah, wrong with him understanding yep as usual and then someone's gonna kill him mm-hmm. in front of agent six and agent six is gonna cry because he finally made another friend and he couldn't <laughs> keep him because that I've, i mean that's the formula that's what it feels like every monster slash animal that agent six comes in contact with ends up being really nice and then someone just ruins it for him because he can't have any nice things in this world so I know they've uh, already done the joke before of Agent Six in a desperate situation where he needs evil points, and then he just can't seem to get it no matter what he does. But mm-hmm. I liked how they did um, Snow and his bit where Snow is pushed to the point where she's so desperate that she finally gives in to help generate evil mm-hmm. points, but it's too <laughs> late already because at this point she's so desperate that it's, it's willing so it's not yeah. evil anymore yeah <laughs> and <laughs> they just get fucked from there i don't know i think even in the future it'd be tough to get uh evil points from her i think she's slowly you know falling in love with agent six so like all this like I, like I sexual yeah it's just gonna normalize for her she's just gonna have to like <laughs> so it's not gonna be an option anymore she's just it's gonna like, end up being okay with yeah. it and it's not fun anymore so but now it's just like Grim has to die, so you can just like necrophilia and just fucking do that shit. Oh, oh during the fight between the quote unquote the fight between Rose and Agent Six, like Grim was just on the ground and Agent Six tripped over her dead body. <laughs> like that was such like a oh, fun there's a little where detail. They're putting, um, what were they? Uh, they're they were spraying oh preservatives on Grim's body, oh, and yeah. I was like, I can't take this any like, like without. Corpse, yeah. Oh my god! Like this is ridiculous. I love it it's great it's very flavorful like it's it's got a lot of character there's so much like tiny random things that they're like this is funny yeah it's the small details that i like the most about Mm -hmm. the show when they're just like like you didn't have to like just put alice like shushu spraying grim's Mm -hmm. dead body but like the intermissions are still nice oh the intermissions are funny i've come to really appreciate those I don't like the ending intermission or ending scenes. That oh yeah, I with the like, three. Oh no, yeah, it's so boring every single time. And I'm like watching it to see if, like they're gonna like somehow like go back to where Agent Six is, but just those three characters, it's just nothing. Yeah, like, like so amongst the supporting just... cast, they're at the bottom for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even like count them as a supporting cast at this point. I feel like they're just guest stars. They just show up. Whenever they don't, I don't even feel like oh. they're part of the story. You know, like how we were talking about like a lot of um, Japanese reality shows, like Terrace House, for example, where they have like a peanut gallery to watch the show and like uh, commentate so that the viewers can like kind of like yeah, uh, like the like relate to the, their commentary. I feel like that's basically what they are in an anime form. Not doing a good job at that. Mm-hmm. A lot of. I mean, they're not really characters. Like, like what you were saying is like when people are watching Terrence House, like half of them, if not all of them, are like comedians, right? Or like done variety shows a lot, so they like have funny things to say, or they have funny like viewpoints. Like these three are just like they're just regurgitating what the report is that they sent in. That's it. There's nothing funny about what they're saying. There's no like different viewpoint they have on it it's just 
Yeah. They're just there to recap. I'm like, I don't need the recap. I just watched the episode. <laughs> like, what? It's like, I just, I don't know. Waste of a three minutes that could be for something else. I know. Now that actually does like feel like trying, a time eater. I feel like, not I feel like, I wonder if they're trying to build like a side story that ends up relevant like later because they keep talking like oh we fought the heroes we're fighting the heroes and then they yeah. reference that for like three yeah, episodes like, we finally kill the hero the or defeated and we're super tired like okay like that's interesting you know but not interesting enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only payoff i can see is if you're right and like say episode what are we at now like we're episode eight eight like say like episode 11 or so or it actually becomes relevant and starts affecting what's I going on in Agent Six side. I, I there's like uh there was a person was it the prince there's a hero that agent six like they try to get agent six to replace was that a hero or is that a prince the prince of the city is oh the chosen yeah. one is right? the chosen hero. The chosen, the chosen one, one is the is the prince, prince. The, the brother of the the princess. Oh, okay. But He's we don't prince. know where he Was is, it? and the fucking king ditched like last week, so we don't know where the fuck right, he but is. The, the chosen one got teleported yeah, no somewhere, him. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one of the demons. So what if he got teleported to Earth, and that's the hero that um the three girls are fighting? Well, that'd be cute. That's not like I was like it's not important, but that'd be cute, I guess. That's right. That like they've been in a constant. They've been in like, war for like the past like three, four weeks. Now. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. not unless they like teleported the chosen hero and then just convinced him to fight with them in the war. But there's like, but then you need yeah, Easter eggs. You like- gotta like show a little something to to get yeah, that hit across if anything i i think that would be a nice touch because i i feel like one of at, at a certain point they didn't start actively mentioning fighting heroes until like a certain so i'm curious yeah. if that's when that started that's when the the guy got teleported so i think I'm. Gonna it's more than just a check. coincidence yeah well, i guess we'll see but i'm not holding out hope for the peanut gallery <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to our uh, other tie for seventh place, we have Shadow's House. And uh, this week we have sixth place from Kai, we have eighth place from me and Peter, and uh, fifth place from Plinchy. So we'll start off with a high point person for this week. Uh, Plinchy, what do you like or dislike about this week's Shadow House? I think... I'm not really expecting any of the dolls or shadows that are in the debut trial right now to die. I'm not expecting that. So really the biggest redeeming factor for this episode was the Edward reveal. Hmm. And like it it opens up so many different questions and um, makes it more interesting to watch because up until that point, it was like, like what's the point of watching them go through this if they're gonna constantly say and make me believe that every doll is gonna rescue their shadow right and like kate kate soot is breaking the chains and she's about to get fucked by whatever spikes and then she's freaking out and amelico's right there and the soot stops because she's calm like okay then you know she's gonna be fine amelico's gonna save her well, going on that point, I think the debut wasn't to kill anyone. 
But it was just to no, see the relationships I mean. between the dolls yeah. and shadows. Yeah. But testing them. But that's what I mean. Like it's it's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be daijoubu, right? There's no <laughs> stress. Oh boy. People might fail, and that might mean dolls get this. They don't get destroyed, right? They get it recycled. But we don't know. But it doesn't make me feel like worried or scared for any of them, really. Like they're. But up until Edward, I don't know what the fuck happened. I have a lot of ideas, but he seems like him and his t- uh, partners are trying to like take over Shadow's house or something. Well, the other two are from his debut. Uh, like group right. as well and he's got and, power over them and they're the last three that they've uh, made it out so people have died or dolls have died up to that point and these guys are the last three to make it uh, so right yeah the, the hierarchy is yeah. god it wasn't up until that where it's like maybe not all of the curtain all of the curtain has been pushed aside but I feel like a good chunk where you're like oh shit right like we're not just seeing it through the children's view now like it was very like innocent. Oh yeah. You know, no worry. And now that we're out, you know, in the more open world, I guess, where you're trying to become not a child anymore, I guess. It, we see all this like fucked up shit that's happening. We're like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> so it feels where like are we it's, going now? It's open one current and then like it closed like ten currents over. So now there's like more currents in between because. It's like it opened the curtain and then there's a ha- there's a, a, a big tower wall. with a bunch of windows and all of the windows have its own curtain that you have yeah. to open. It's, it just yeah, yeah. it just opens up too many possibilities. So like like an advent calendar. Like this week, that's why like this week I think for me it was eighth place just because it's it's the setup. Like all this is gonna pay off. Hopefully, I don't know this uh-huh. coming week, but maybe even maybe the following week because we're getting to that point where like. We got to see how these hierarchies in these fours work. Maybe even get a glimpse of what Lord Grandfather looks like. That would be something to see. Like, he seems like an end boss to me. So I feel like every season, if Shadow House gets multiple seasons, we'll just slowly keep mm. getting hints. Maybe we'll see a picture on the wall. Maybe we'll see his fat ass like going across the hallway and we see like him. Like shadow wise, you know, I like the like idea of the fat ass grandfather. Yeah, that's a different like he's, image. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta be fat. I can't imagine him being buff, buff and you know, toned and skinny. But uh, yeah, just so many questions, and I like I don't even know what to think about Edward. Is he mm. is he a doll? Is he technically the shadow that like goes over a doll, and that's like his set powers to like control? any doll that he wants by <gasps> putting it over the body so technically edward doesn't really look like that that's just another doll that he stole from someone else or did he like merge together and that's digi- kind of interesting yeah right or did he like digi uh, like digivolve together and merge digi- with his merge digifusion you know how uh the fucking kate or uh Emilico's dolls are filled with soot what if that's what that is Ugh, yeah you like go <laughs> yeah he can actually possess dolls exactly so like oh, or like they fuse together so technically that is his doll and then like he gave up his mm-hmm. body and if that's the case is it possible for other dolls to do that if they get to that mm-hmm. high of a point but then like you're looking at the third floor and you don't see any of them you know not shadows so like how so did he obtain that power? Edward, yeah. exactly so it's just like 
That's or, what it seems like. Or Especially sh- the ending that they made yeah. for him. Yeah, it was very cryptic. If you can try to like look at every picture and there's just like countless theories you can try yeah, this to. This guy's crazy. He's yeah, a- make it from that. I think he'll end up being I won't say like quote unquote a good guy, but I think he will be on our side uh mm. at the end. Because I feel like like maybe somehow like when he's on that second floor he's making these tests hard because he wants reliable allies he needs a good team to combat against the third floor and like when he was looking through everyone's uh like notes and like uh their graphs and like how well they were doing during the test he's this third person that he stopped on which i assume is like emilico and kate like he he gave them like oh this is weird I didn't expect them to be like this, but they have something that might be useful. Like something's churning in his head that one of these kids might be useful or it could be rum. You never know. Like, I feel like rum is kind of like not who she says she is now. She might be faking who or like her acting like rum and rummy. I think like that might be an all an act now like that her shadow (laughs) asked her to do. Cause it was so weird the fact that she was like, yeah, I, I, I never talked to my, my shadow before. And like my finger rummy named me rum. I was like, your finger can't <laughs> fucking name you. Like this is shit. Yeah. I thought that was bullshit. interesting. Her, her quote unquote, her reveal yeah. that she has like a non-existent relationship with her, her shadow. But then I was like, okay. Did her shadow put her up of that to it? Yeah. Yeah, there has to be something more going on. So, I feel like Rum might actually be the bad guy. I don't know if in this season one, but I feel like down the road, she's gonna fuck us. Her and Rummy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Damn. Prediction board? I, I want to, but I don't even think it's gonna show up in this season. So, it's kind of hard to like throw it on on the prediction board that uh, rum is actually bad. Uh, uh, we'll remember it if, if Shadow's Peter. House gets more seasons. Shadow's House gets season or two. Or read the yeah. manga. Oh, I'm going to read the manga right after, so. <laughs> I got a lot to read. Akai, you actually gave this one a pretty high too, sixth place. Yep, I think uh, it's the highest points I've ever given it. I think so too. Yeah, that's yeah. what that looks like. What was uh, so interesting for you? Um... Like, I don't know. It's basically the same perspective as Peter, but it was, it's more of, uh, the questions that they give us are very interesting, you know? Like, why, you know, yeah. like in the whole hierarchy of the floors, like, you know, those, there were people that have like cloths over their face. Yeah. yeah. They were walking behind it, like, uh, Edward and the trio, the trio people. Like, who are they? Like, why are they like that? Like, my theory is like he fused Edward fused with his shadow, mm-hmm. and maybe a lot of people. If I thought maybe everyone does that, like it's a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah, it's a rite of passage thing. Could be perhaps. Um, but you know these questions that they give you are a lot more interesting than any of the the tidbits that they gave us before. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the meaty mysteries it's all, a very like, meaty in mystery. a bulk amount just surface this episode. Yeah. So I mean... It's not just... Uh, 
like uh oh it's just some ground information for the next episode it's like oh wow okay now i'm interested i want this whole world yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it's scratching that mystery itch i wanted last season from fucking urasekai picnic like i thought that was gonna be like a cool mystery and then like it would like piece things together but uh it was dog shit (laughs) (laughs) so shadow's house is definitely like scratching that itch of like this is kind of what I wanted, like the four of us to be watching a show and like all these theories, we're just throwing them yeah, at the just wall. really <laughs> and trying see, to figure out this confusion with each other. Yeah, and see what see what sticks. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. Like we only got a couple of weeks left of this season and like we have to hit, start hitting a climax soon with Shadow's House. We've been like kind of on a low like this whole season. And it's just been like, you know, drip feed all this like information, but something big has to happen and i can't even like i can't fathom like what that big event would ha- would be okay so we'll move on to uh our sixth place for this week and that w- is tokyo revengers uh kind of all over the place for this one so uh for this week i gave a seventh place kai gave it fourth place Peter fifth place and then Plinchy gave it eighth place. Uh, so I should go with a high point man for this one. Kai, uh, how'd you like this episode of Tokyo Revengers? Um, I kind of expected that the Mikey and Dorakon would like Dorakon <laughs> would get like Durakon. get back together <laughs> in that way. In that where they're just gonna laugh it off and then they're mm-hmm. just like buddies again, you know? Yeah, they're just bros like, yeah, whatever, yeah. man. Only possible with Takamichi. Only possible yeah. with him. Bruh. Um, he has a certain charisma that brings those two together. I'm classic uh, Takamichi getting beat up every episode trope. Yeah, gotta fill that quota. <laughs> um, yeah. But his girlfriend dude the way they drew her was so cute like throughout the episode it was like she was drawn really well i liked it a lot yep i agree um her and the other girl uh, uh emma blonde girl yeah the other girl for the other girl this guy i like her better blonde haired girl but um the whole plot i i what I'm excited is the whole plot twist that there's two people trying to kill him. To kill, um, mm, Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Who will it be? And, like, who was, whose theory was that? That it's gonna be, um, the dude's buddy. Didn't we, didn't anybody say that it's gonna be the dude's buddy? <laughs> Peter? <laughs> was the theory? Oh, I, I, I predicted that, like, so, like, when, Pachan, which is like, yeah, my buddy, blah, 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 got fucked up and stuff like that. I'm like, it's so convenient that your buddy got fucked up by this gang. Uh, and like, and like their entire, like, immediate, like, girlfriend got raped and she got put in a hospital and they, they killed this, like, entire family. It just felt so convenient. No, they didn't kill him. They just beat him up. No, no. Like, his, no, no, they the his friend's family. family. Yeah. Pachan's friend. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, his they family. Hung, they hung them. Yeah, killed his family, killed him. I thought that's a term right. for like, like beat them up. 
No, I think them up. I think he. No, I think no, they, they, they killed. I think from because I'm hearing it right, and I'm pretty sure they said they like hung them, like, <laughs> like actually hung Whoa. them. Yeah. So like Mobius is like, well, that's pretty like, like fucked up. But like it, it seems so convenient. And why would Mobius want to do that? That it felt like, I don't want to say it was like generated, but it's just like someone was working behind the scenes. But I didn't guess the other guy, Kiyomasa, the one that like Takamichi's like stopped at like his little fight club at the park. I didn't expect mm-hmm. him. Like yeah, I only, I, I only expected like Pachan or Pachan's friend. One of, one of the two was trying to set up the Tomon gang to, uh, you know, to get fucked. So. Yeah, but it makes sense. I, I totally forgot about the guy. I thought that he was like out of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense for him to be the one to try to get back at Draken. Yep. Yeah, but seriously, like Unita is they do such a good job with Unita. Like a lot of um times in sh- like shown in anime. Um I'm not like totally in on romances. Uh especially like the love interest girls, like they're pretty bland. Like bland they're just they're like the love interest that's their character trait but Hinata is actually like really likable yeah the, the also like, she's really just cool with everything yeah i think we like me and that when me and Lance were like watching it i was like damn this girl she's ride or die dude like as much as she hates the fact that takamichi is like in this gang and that he has to do all this stuff and she wants him just to be happy and you know not get the shit beat out of him every fucking uh day at the same time, she still like accepts him for who he is, and yeah, she's so supportive. This is such a wholesome thing for her. And just like man, like I can't imagine. Like now, I'm thinking like so, this, this is a crazy theory, but Kai, Kai got me on this crazy theory train now. But what if at the very end she gets saved, but then Takemichi dies, and then she goes back in time, like maybe one 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 time, maybe twice. And somehow she goes back in time and then she has to save it. And she becomes kind of like the main character for the last bit of the of the storyline oh. to save Takamichi at the end. Wow. Because she has the characteristics to Bro, carry that I love responsibility. Steinsgate. I love Steinsgate so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Steinsgate Zero so much. Yeah. She 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 has the capabilities to to run that responsibility now from from what i've seen these past couple of weeks with her so be be cool but who knows because uh i know uh what is it tokyo revengers the manga it's going into its final arc uh this coming month i don't know if that means like just f- like that's it or that's just the final arc of like whatever uh like section you know how like one piece is like oh we're just done with the prologue now we're going to move on to the to the actual meat of the mm-hmm. story I know, 10 I mean, like, 20 years later like- five ten volumes <laughs> yeah so who knows but I, like it, it sounds like we're finally like gonna start wrapping things up in tokyo revengers and i'm i'm very excited to see like how how things turn out uh at the end interesting oh you know i i'm, I'm not sure hinata could be um could take the places like the protagonist who goes back in time and save because she's missing takamichi's ultimate shonen power which is to take like endless fists to the face See, but she's <laughs> smart though, so she doesn't need to do that. I think she'll she'll understand how to like avoid that kind of shit. Also, she has like this very like 
understanding tone with her like it's not just with Takamichi but I think she, her empathy with like a lot of people like she kind of forgave Emma real quick after like you yeah, know she tried she to have sex Emma with Takamichi and then the fake blowjob at the hospital and like all the other jazz like obviously she like she joked with Takamichi but like uh like it felt like she's like understood where Emma was coming from and how much she loves tracking so that's true like that kind of empathy not for a long arc but just enough to really like cement these two uh and their relationship with mm-hmm. each other okay so that will do it for our bottom half of our top 10 board uh that means it's time for our we power minute segment uh, this is our Q&A segment where we answer questions from you, the viewers. Uh, this week, we're just pulling questions from the random question generator. If you want your questions featured on the We Power Minute, feel free to just message us, leave us a comment wherever you're watching us, and we'll be more than happy to feature them in a future podcast episode. But for now, first question for the We Power Minute, what job would you never do? What if we already did that job? <laughs> okay, I mean, we love. I, I love listening to you <laughs> talk about what Nightmare Target is. Oh, uh, is it Target again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what if they're? What if they're like Peter? Come back to Target, dude. We'll pay you thirty dollars an hour, Peter. <laughs> To do your same job again, $30 an hour, would you do it? No, I couldn't. Couldn't. Just mentally <laughs> and physically, my body just would reject it. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> like the target that's getting built, like by my house, I know for sure I can probably nail a manager job there and then get, you know, paid that, that amount of money. But then I just think to myself, my managers suck and they were losers in life. I don't want to be like them for just a little bit more money than I could just get. Uh, you don't have else. to be like them, Peter. You could be better. No, no. The job and the cycle. The job forces them to be like that. Like, I, they're great people, but f- this job, like, just ruins them, like, to a point where, like, it's unbearable to be with them. Like, when we, like, go out and, like, do, like, our, like, uh, like hangouts at like David Buster's or whatever bullshit bar we go to. Everyone's great. Everyone's fun. We all drink. We're all having fun. But the moment we, we sure. put on the red yeah. and khaki, we walk through those stores, you're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking asshole. You're an unreasonable <laughs> fucking asshole. I like everyone sucks because the job is too much pressure for them. I'll keep that in mind next time I'm buying milk from Target. I think I'm going to go tomorrow actually. If you drop the milk on the floor and spill it everywhere, I guarantee you, you ruin four people's lives that day and someone is going to lose 20 hours on their work, on their work week because of it. Uh, Kai, do you have a job that you would never do? Yeah. Uh, I would never hopefully need to become a dishwasher at a big box restaurant or a dishwasher in general. Uh, I've experienced mm. working in like good restaurants. Like I work at currently in a big hotel. I've worked at a smaller restaurant. I worked at a Dave and Buster's. Okay, 
Oh man, Dave and Buster's dishwashers. We all like <laughs> the dishwashers. There, I didn't know you were Dave like and Buster's. Former convicts. Oh, Dave and Buster's don't like they, like hired former convicts and like yeah, yeah, yeah. That job would only get filled by those like cracked up guys because like it's a fucking terrible job, you know. Like you know any big box restaurants in America, you know, big portions on large plates, right? Lots of ketchup, kids drinking milk, yes, ketchup, sticky everywhere, pasta sauce, uh. you know. Like, uh, you know, a lot of ketchup, ranch, a lot of sauces, dude. A lot of that small sauce dish. I get there's a lot your, of ketchup. And you got your, you know, food runner like myself, you know, like bringing the food back from the table and just throwing it in there because that's, we don't have the time to nicely put it down because, you know, we're literally getting yelled at our managers. So we're literally throwing it in there. Water, splish, splash, splash, ketchup, ranch, mustard, everywhere. And, like, you know, they got to literally, like, you know, if the food's still on the plate, they got to, like, literally, like, push that food away, like, with their gun or whatever, like, touch that stuff. Like, man. <laughs> and it's, like, spl- like splashing everywhere, dude. I don't think I could do it. It just smells terrible, too. You like, know what? Thank God yeah. there's people who do it. But I could never do it myself. <laughs> now I actually have a real answer. I just can't work in any... F- food related job just can't do it there's something in me that just tells me i'm not right for this and i'm gonna ruin people's uh appetites and uh and i'm gonna get myself really fat because i'm just gonna eat everyone's food just yeah just, just a there's something like high uh what's the word like high accountability when it comes to people's food. It's I high feel like that, yeah. that's, that's very stressful. Yeah. See, you think, right? You'd fucking think, right? <laughs> Dude, yeah. after, after I, I like working at Dave & Buster's and I quit, I couldn't eat at a large restaurant for over a year because I was too scarred because I know what happens in the back of the house, you know? Yeah. Like, like the managers yelling, the, the guys doing the salad or the main dish, you know? Like, why isn't the salad here? Why isn't this coming up? They're yelling at them. The guy's doing his best working as fast as he can, you know? He's got no time to change his gloves. You know, body parts are going to be itchy. He's going to be wiping sweat. It's the back of the kitchen. He ain't going to have time to like switch gloves and shit dude they're touching that touching this and then making the food together and like you know you don't really think about it but when you really see that happening in front of you you're like oh my god dude now i want to go into a dave and busters to get that ass crack sweat on my fucking burger now (laughs) oh man yes like it's terrible when I, when I say it out loud, but you know when you're sitting at a restaurant, you know you expect great things, a good time, you know, with your yeah. You're on the other side of the curtain. You're having a good time. But in the back of the house, people are yelling, people are sniffing. No, it's a madhouse. Every Gordon Ramsay (laughs) meme just popping into my head. Yeah, Yeah, you think like uh, Gordon Ramsay's, he's like, man, you're overreacting, Gordon. Like get it together. You don't have to be like that. But then like you really see like what's going on behind there like oh yeah that's actually pretty normal honestly he's so probably like the like most normal guy like, yeah there's no there's like ah shit ah that i dropped it oh i'll just put it back on all right we're good let's go let's go you know it's like <laughs> half the time what happens there <laughs> yeah things fall off a little bit off the plate oh we got to put it back nicely oh uh, man that, that salmon went face down on the ground yeah just brush up it's good dude put it back on that plate <laughs> send it <laughs> 
Oof. Disgusting. Yeah. And then we eat it and we're just like, this is great. And none the wiser. None the wiser. Uh, Flinchy, do you have a job that you would never do? I mean, what everyone's been saying is like, yeah, I guess I should watch out for that. It sounds awful. But I guess like a nurse. I was thinking, yeah, if not food service, probably healthcare. Mm-hmm. Another is high another accountability. High accountability job that nobody like shit. wants. You yeah. go through so much shit. People like just spilling both. their blood and barf all over you. Yeah, all Fluids. kinds of shit. The <laughs> metaphorical and the 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 actual the non- shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then long hours too. Dude, like senior yeah. care workers, the ones that like have to take care of like the the daily assistance of like seniors at senior homes. I can't even fathom like how you have they to give yourself for that job stay sane it's like taking care of an adult baby it's like <laughs> it's yeah. it's literally an adult baby and like everything about how horrible a baby is and how horrible an adult is is mixing the one like at least yeah, a baby you can that's like time. you know you can just you know take care of it and it's like if it really like fucking you know doesn't do well then you just you know fucking put a Put a pill over and just, just go down hard. But like in a, like a, like a, like an old man, like you, he'll 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 whack you with the cane. It's tough. Yeah, that's why we don't do that. Put the pillow over. And just no, I give them credit though. Like not anyone can be a, a caretaker. No, yeah, a caregiver. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how um, uh, Kai was saying. Uh, once you understand what's going on behind the scenes, your impression of a job changes. <laughs> like, ever since I started working at the USPS, every time someone's like, oh man, I can't wait for our, my box of Pokemon cards to come in. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like such a simple act of receiving a, a box of cards in the mail, but the, the absolute hell that yeah. it takes... For a store to give a box of trading cards to a human is yeah. so whack job insane. It's a lot of hoops And you to don't jump think through. about that. Yeah. And it kind of ruins it too. Mm. <laughs> uh, for me, honestly, I think healthcare, yeah. Um, and not just like nurse. I feel like I wouldn't want to be a front desk worker because uh, that's got to be really stressful to like be billing out somebody for the care they gave you know like oh yeah it's gonna be like five thousand dollars and they're like i don't have that money <laughs> or i don't have that insurance like but uh you kind of owe us so how are you gonna do this yeah and just like that's gotta do something to your mentality where people are in need and then you gotta tell them you can't afford this yeah or this isn't gonna work this isn't covered by your insurance Healthcare, man it's a wild wild west out here yeah okay um let's move on from that depressing question (laughs) (laughs) next question for uh the weed power minute uh also from the rqg do you believe your zodiac sign matches you and uh i actually have i pulled up um a list of zodiac signs and like their personality traits so here we fucking um, go 
Man, now, they're too uh they're too varied. Which one are we going for? The Chinese zodiac or the astrological signs? Uh I say astrological because like me, Kai, and Lance are all in the same year. <laughs> the same. Actually, yeah. So, <laughs> let's go with yeah, that- let's go with the astrological signs. So um that'd be like uh Aries, Tauros. I realize, but it's all all of it's bullshit it's at the, the end. Thing. It's all yeah. bullshit. You're born in the no, same year. Not. I actually people mean, are born I in the same month too. Mine matches. There we go. There it is. Oh, no. It yeah. matches because it's so generic that you feel like it matches. I don't because I mean I'm looking at like Vir- Virgo for example, and I'm like that ain't fucking me. Oh, <laughs> you're a Virgo. Leo, I feel like I'm a Leo. So, you can't just choose. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Leo though. I was born oh, July. Okay. I, I thought you were Virgo. No. <laughs> so yeah, I actually feel like mine matches. So Leo, strengths, creative, passionate, generous, warm-hearted, <laughs> cheerful, humorous, weaknesses. <laughs> uh, and I'll admit this, arrogant, stubborn, lazy, inflexible, uh, self-centered. Favorite. Like, yeah, okay, I can see that. The inflexible right, part, would, that's for okay, sure. I'm looking at Leo traits as well. Would you would you agree with you being generous, idealistic, and would you say you have a great sense of humor? I think so. The humor I think I'm pretty idealistic. Would you say, okay, so for weaknesses, it says that you, you, do you promise more than you can deliver as a weakness? All the time. Like every time I wake, I, I'm on this podcast, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to actually pay attention to the shows and, <laughs> and, and give thoughtful stuff. And sometimes I don't deliver on that. <laughs> okay. Would you say that um, it says here that Leo's uh, are enthusiastic and likes changes? Would you say that's true? No, because uh, he's been living in the same crappy state for the past 27 years yeah eating the same crappy food and doing the same crappy things every sunday <laughs> maybe that wasn't a good one to like pick up on uh, i don't know I basically like- reading you off sagittarius stuff and telling you it's leo and you're like yeah it's totally me you know? yeah. and I'm like, oh no you got me uh, <laughs> okay what a scorpio thing to now do there a, now there was a point there where it stopped matching up right well yeah no, so maybe it's, it's, no the it was only just thing lucky that didn't match up is because i think i said likes change and i know you don't like changes that much and i think i fucked up by reading that out loud but <laughs> yeah you, you know, should have contrived it more shit, like you fucking faker it's like freedom freedom if i if i like if i asked any of you you guys like freedom right (laughs) no i like having no say in my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know like like i don't know every website will be different too so like yeah that's the thing like there's a lot of discrepancies and like but there's like a general ballpark because it all says kind of like the same thing that's why like at a certain part of my life like my family was very like into this shit it didn't matter what kind like koreans especially they they go the whole fucking nine yards you got the astrology you have the chinese zodiac or like you know whatever and then you have fucking blood type and then you have the year that you're born and it just like goes on and on there's like just this superstition fascination with identifying with something like yeah. they they love they, they 
fucking love that shit. It's so annoying. Like, <laughs> all right. I hate it. Long story short, like to go off with that as well. I don't know if it's like this is Vietnamese thing or it's just my family, but like, so when I was a baby, they put like all these items in front of me. And depending on which oh. one I chose, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. See, depending on which one I chose, that was what my personality was going to be for the rest of my life. So they were like, oh, they avatared you too, huh? Yeah. So there was like pencils, or there was like this art book, or blah blah blah, and stuff like that. <laughs> Never to dragon dildo. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know which one I got. You were no, there, no. sir. Uncle Harold. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you first item he picked. Oh, we gotta burn this one. We gotta throw this one. Uh, but yeah, so like. <laughs> Like, it's just it's all bullshit like the like i picked pencils i don't give a fuck about studying <laughs> or school or being smart like all that was like that's some baby back bullshit yeah it's it's just like there there it's not always like <laughs> always not relevant or not true because it's the same like people attach to things that re- resonate with them and that's that's why they they're like they yes, think that's this is me oh i am the yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes yep. because it's true it, like it just so happened to be right or you know it is right or that they want to become that kind of person so they they it's identify kind of self-fulfilling that self-fulfilling prophecy yeah yeah like yeah possible yeah mm-hmm. sounds like what a scorpio would say <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. So that sounds pretty Taurus of you. Lance is a Leo. Kai is what? I'm a Sagittarius. Okay, I'm a Sagittarius too. Uh, Gemini. Ah, so you're a two faced bitch. Hell that's yeah. what that means. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the moment I like. See, I. Oh, man. Oh, the, what? That shit always gets me. Oh, so when you were mentioning the whole baby picking thing, like that's super common in Asian culture. There was something else that like is that they like to latch onto and identify, but I totally forgot. Yeah, which which dragons do though? Oh, like names. Like my family had such a hard time, or like they're they're so like, especially Korean names like. You name this, and that's who you're gonna be. That's your personality. Oh yeah, you know, my, like it, me too. That's that's for sure. I, I yeah. got told the same just, shit over. So they, so they really wanted Peter yeah. to be a no, dick, well, right? Peter was like, a, <laughs> yeah, that was my, like a whimsical choice for you. <laughs> my Vietnamese name that that's the one they gave a lot of thought for. So my yeah, Vietnamese yeah. name is Phi Sun. So the, there's two parts. The Phi is. Uh, I'm supposed to be, uh, like a mountain, immovable, uh, can like withstand any, uh, thing that comes my way. And then sun is like warrior. And I'm supposed to be able to like overcome and, and, and fight and be honorable and blah, blah, blah. But I stole like 10 manga books from borders in like a week. So like the honorable part is just straight out the fucking window. Now I'm a criminal at this point. Not a big time criminal. No, that's not true, dude. Because like, because I'm sure what they meant was like, if you threw hands with somebody, you wouldn't go for their nuts right away, right? Is what they're trying to say. No, I feel like Peter would. I would go Peter for would. the nuts right away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, maybe. You Never ain't book then. smart, but you street smart. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I'm going for the balls, and then I'm gonna fucking stick my thumbs in their eyes. 
and then, exactly, yeah. That's and then exactly run away. Right. And when they say I yeah. give up, you're gonna keep going. And then I'll twist their nipples. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna get this weird like sex thing, and then he's gonna say, Don't stop, and then I know I gotta run after that. And then it just kind of spirals out of control. From and there, then my dragon doodle out. falls out of my pocket, and I was like, Oh shit, I forgot it. That was what I picked up when I was a baby. And I lost my head. Yeah, the whole Asian naming thing is like very apparent in Korean too. Yeah. Like it's it's a For like, do you have my... cousins that have similar names that are like similar to yours or are they completely different? Completely different because they all wanted their sons and daughters to be all okay, different okay. things. So it's okay. uh yeah. Kai, do you feel that way too with your naming? So my yeah, family like the the la, la, my last name the kanji character for my last name um the character itself is kind of top heavy like if you were to like tread carefully kanji, you don't want to give out your last name now <laughs> yeah so basically the kanji character right like you know there's a bunch of lines and stuff but the base is like basically like two lines there's like a, two lines okay. and then there's basically a bunch of lines on top so it's like a uh-huh. top heavy kanji character uh-huh. and like that's literally my dad's side family's last name but when my mom got married she said that that kanji character being top heavy is not good luck because you'll topple over in life so yep. we have yep. we have a same uh, phonetic name but the character itself uh, is a it's lot different. simpler character so uh-huh. and it's like more evened out and it's like not top heavy. So like when my grandma like la- writes her last name, it's like the old, the old last name. But like when my mom and dad write names on like legal form, it's our new last name. And it's like find that uh, really weird. Superstitious. I know. Man. I know people who do that. Yeah, I have some. Uh, not not completely Chinese because there are a lot of the people that I grew up with. They're more like mixed Chinese, Vietnamese, or like Cam- Cambodian, and all these different things. So I've I've known I've had a friend tell me like, oh yeah, my last name, my parents' last name is this, but they didn't think that was good, and it like, and so they'll change the fucking lineage because like this is better for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you start yeah. the new life yep. in America, yep. and like I've had a guy who who's uh, his name was Zach, and then he changed his name to Bob, and I was like, <laughs> no. Oh, <sorry>. <laughs> Bob, uh, but then you can't say some, you're like, the Zach attack Bob. anymore. Yeah, sorry to like name call, but that was like the. <laughs> Never mind, I don't want to keep talking about it. Sorry, Bob's. But, but for like my Korean name, like the, the same with Peter, like they they take the character uh, Ga Hyun is my my Korean name. Like that's the first name, and I found out like eventually someone told me that it was my dad's father that named me I'm like i've never met this man I'm like oh well you know grandfather named all of the other kids in his family and so ah. there's a bunch of like similar sounding korean names i'm like like mine is ga hyun and then there's like guy hun or some shit like it's so similar but like the uh, a syllable is like slightly different but the base is like still extra- there yeah it's all like the same play and i'm like why but mine was like they take ga from 
Arumdaunga, which means beautiful. And then Hyun is like a part of a word that means wise. So like, okay, you're going to be beautiful. You're going to be wise. Like, okay, cool. That's cool. And now you just uh, spend every Sunday on an anime podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wise choice, big investment. <laughs> Where half our viewership is just Lance rewatching the episode over and over. No. But there's always like the whole like ridiculousness of it. But then I think at some point you do end up forming or that, or that it's just so vague that it could apply to you. Because like you can. I feel like you can make any connection to anything yeah. because we're so humans are so good at that. It's just like superstitious oh, love patterns. Yeah. yeah so like, uh, uh, even, uh, uh, even like yeah. in Asian culture, like getting married on a certain day at a certain time. <laughs> Dude. That yeah. like somehow like you add it all up or like because of your family tree and like the lucky numbers and stuff like that it gives you a beautiful marriage and then you just fucking get divorced the next year like it's, it's so wild to me it's it's wild mm-hmm. to me yeah but yeah i think i'm like a leo <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i guess i'm a sagittarius yeah. yeah yeah i guess i'm a two-faced <laughs> yeah. bitch <laughs> okay um <laughs> last question uh that came in for we power minute a uh, surprise question from pup tarts uh can i get about tree fitty lock this monster you got me again <laughs> <laughs> god damn it nessie <laughs> god damn nessie <laughs> this is the third time this week nessie shit okay that'll do it for the weep power minute uh, again if you have any questions for us please feel free to leave us a question in the comments or message us on social media we'll be more than happy to feature you but for now we're going to be heading right back into the top 10 ranking board this is going to be the top half so our prestigious top five uh first first up for our fifth place we have 86 now this one we gave 7th place from Kai, 4th place from me, 6th place from Peter, and 6th place from Plinchy. Um, I'll start off first for this episode. Uh, we're finally entering into... Uh, I feel like this is the final arc for this season. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, where we'll be fighting against um, uh, Undertaker's older brother. Big bro. Who is now a commander in the, the enemy army of robots yep uh but before that i want to talk about the beginning part of the episode which was uh i feel like the culmination of lena just sucking this whole season <laughs> and it kind of got shoved in her face this this episode yeah because her friend um she uh, knew finally, them. like mm-hmm. yeah just all these like revelations just dropped this episode like um oh gosh i forget the friend's name but she actually knew Who cares? Undertaker. i hate her yeah she knew undertaker as a child um she was friends with her, them yeah she was yeah. friends with them Has and then her family she turned into they, a bitch yeah she turned her back on them and just was like oh well can't save them i'll stop mm-hmm. caring about them so yeah she's a bitch which uh, of course we kind of knew she was always trying to sway Lena away from sympathizing with 86, but uh, 
you know, that kind of like fatalistic mentality she has, it really just summed up the entirety of the Magnolian culture, which is, yeah. this is the way it is. Um, let's scapegoat these guys. <laughs> no sense worrying about it because nothing uh, we can do about it. Dude, and the, fuck you if you try to go against that. The uncle, that one line mm-hmm. he said, he was like, mm-hmm. I just don't want the people to know that we were, uh, we were uh, alienating the 86 group crew. We didn't want them to think we were oh. racist. So we'll just let them die. So no one you can't be racist against we're racist. a race if they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, fucking, yeah. Big that brain. Was, that's a 2000 IQ right there. I am so smart. Like, did Hitler think the same thing? Is like, I can't be racist if I just kill all the races I don't like. Like, I'm glad everyone's done putting up a front the friend the uncle everybody i know this should have happened a while ago i don't know i think I this think is the right time i think this, this is the right time I guess. for lena to keep hoping that she can maybe change magnolia but this is i feel like this is the point uh, of no return where she has to realize that magnolia is shit and i think i think peter you uh predict this a while ago that uh lena will abandon magnolia and then uh seek out the 86 to help them in person and yeah. then that's when she'll meet undertaker in person i feel like she can't stay what else can you do with these mm-hmm. people yeah. yeah she cares about yeah. the basics too much to stay here and yeah. live with yeah. this culture surrounding her yeah it didn't feel like that way for for a while like it, it only mm-hmm. felt this way because of how dire everything is now this situation like if those kids didn't get fucking upped and bombed last week like the four kids then we wouldn't have this like situation but just the fact that yeah. like everything is coming at so fast like the brother just coming out of nowhere and the fact yeah. that like this is it this is the final mission so mm-hmm. like yeah like to see which kids end up last and then like when when undertaker was telling lena to go east because the legion can't he can't you can't hear the legion from that far i wonder like like now lena is going to be kind of out of the picture we're just going to focus on the kids for the next three episodes and somehow they make it to the east and she made like a camp or whatever or like some kind of like safe haven for the remaining kids because it's not going to be over we're just killing the brother because the brother is just Mm -hmm. a cog in the bigger scheme of this just a small piece of this huge army yeah so i wonder if she's going to like bring these kids back and then like maybe in the east there's more kids more 86 kids or something of that sort and then they're going to build a rebellion from there to not save magnolia but just to save the world i guess in in that idea yeah something has to change because at this episode very firmly set state played out that everything that's happened so far the system that the 86 have been trying to survive under that lena has tried so hard to uh, make work it's it doesn't work yeah and if we stay in the situation it will end with yeah it's rigged <laughs> sorry kid but the game was rigged from the start like undertaker <laughs> <laughs> if he keeps fighting and he and he's very plainly spelled out to lena that this story only ends with him dying and uh if they want to stop that then they have to break away from it somehow i don't know where they could possibly go though yeah or what they could possibly do to escape magnolia who just wants them to die that's uh that's the world building that needs to happen in season two right because it can't be just 
San Republic of Magnolia and then the Legion. There has to be more cities or more countries yeah, around this world. Yeah, can't just be these two countries. Exactly. So, like, once this world opens up, whatever is in the East, that we'll see what I presume is, like, a little bit at the end of Season 1 and then going into Season 2. Like, that's that's yeah. when this world opens up and then now we get to finally see the bigger picture of things. And I'm, like, really excited for that. Because Magnolia is to the West, I believe, and then... The East is actually the enemy nation with the robots, right? No, so I think the Legion is, is like above them, right? East oh, is like, north? yeah, East is just like some far away place that like no one's decided okay. to like treacher upon. The way everything's set up, it, like what else are they going to do? Like Undertaker is going to win or like sort of win. Like maybe like his brother somehow like gets away or they just transfer his mind to another robot because bullshit. Um, but like obviously uh, he's gonna lose people like you know me and Lance have been saying for a couple of weeks Archer uh, character feels like he's he's due for like a like a like a death episode um, yeah and like the fact that like they left with five kids like that final scene of them walking and it was just the five of them like where the fuck did my boy Deku go where did like the other oh, like four or yeah, five kids they, went what well I actually took some time to pay attention to every time they 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 flash like the the current date at the bottom. It's so hard to like just like form oh. a timeline and pay attention to that. But I paid attention to it. So the very beginning, um, when Undertaker, um, he was talking with Archer, like, uh, my brother's near. The final battle is come is gonna be soon. That uh-huh. was like, at, like end of August. And then when they left for their suicide mission at the end of the episode, it's one, exactly one month later. So in that time. They totally skipped over Deku dying. And then uh, the the name tag that uh, there's like a very quick, he was like, oh man, I wish that it was called Deku. I wish that Deku could have lasted this long to see this final battle. Like they, they gave him like five seconds or like, yeah, Deku's Oh, dead. that was his name? That, that was-, was Yeah, I, I looked up the names. That was, that was Deku. Oh, shit. So, yeah, they. I was like, oh man, you did Deku so dirty like that. Oh. <laughs> No, my my idea of him so, yeah. jumping in front of someone to take the bullet is gone now. I was surprised. I was like, really? Yeah, I was so confused. Him. I was like, five kids? I'm like, where did the other five go? Yeah. I thought they like so, sent them on like a different a month mission. over the course of this episode. And every time it popped over to Lena, it was like maybe like a week and a week later, she talked to the uncle. And then another week later, they left uh, for the mission. Holy shit. So she was losing kids the same time that these fucking people were yelling at her for being weird and not being yeah. Magnolian. Oh, dude. Damn. The psyche, yeah. dude. That's got to fucking I was thinking, like, Lena got, like, more and more throughout the episode. You could see her just get more and more distraught. That's some ass pounding um, right there, dude. Of course, it was very hard to find follow, like, the, the timeline of events. But, yeah, it was because the whole time she was losing kids, Holy like, very quickly. shit. No amount of therapy is gonna fucking save whatever uh, is in her mind now. Shit, that sucks. Absolutely sucks. But other than that, though, I think Archer's the only one that's gonna die. I think. Yeah, I think, I I think the other girls and uh, uh, Theodo. Theodo, yeah, I think he's gonna survive as well. Yeah, I can't really see them dying unless they. I mean, they, they just throw them away. Like, they have been doing to the other kids. Yeah, I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, Raiden Archer that we keep calling him 
uh, he survives too. Like, I feel like that five is like a pretty Probably. good five. These five are, yeah, the invested characters. I could see them all living. Yeah, take him to the next like location, and then we meet like the other squad that will help us like throw the rebellion. Like, I can I can see that. Yeah. God, what if there's like a time skip? Like they go to the east and they time skip, and then they make babies, and then the babies have to fucking grow up and then oh, get that's trained. a very that's like Fire Emblem good... Awakening. <laughs> yeah, just. That's because, a little extreme. <laughs> because the redhead girl's in love with uh, with Undertaker, right? So, I mean, like... Yeah, but obviously Undertaker's going to get with Lena. I mean, they have such a strong romance. Hey, dude, make as many kids as we need. We got to build a whole <laughs> army. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> hey, if Paul can do it, then, like, Undertaker can do it, too. Just, like, Paul, just pop out babies no. left and right, man. Oh, Paul. boy. I miss Paul. I miss Paul shithead. I shithead. Okay. So we'll be moving into our fourth place for this week, Moriarty the Patriot. We have fifth place from Kai, sixth place from me, fourth place from Peter, and second place from Plinchy. We'll give it to um, High Point Person Plinchy for this one. Uh, what did you like about this episode? Uh, lots of blood. Lots of... I mean, I don't think it was uh, uh, unexpected with the things that happened, but I still screamed when Moriarty stabbed Mr. Whiteley. And then he did this hand thing and then he flew up and I was like, ah, like what the fuck is happening? I love this show. He pulled a Batman. Like the yeah. way he like battering upwards. I was like, ah, what Yeah, I, I literally screamed. I was like, ah. This whole episode reeked of the Dark Knight Rises. Like completely. <laughs> yeah. Or I, the Dark Knight. Yeah. With uh, if you guys watch that movie, it's Harvey uh, Dent, Two Face, and yeah, I had the same feeling mm-hmm. when the blood was. Yeah, half he had on the blood face. on his face, and I was like, yeah, half his two-faced. face was covered in blood. <laughs> face, and it's like, here's the oh, the man. knight, the white knight that our city needs but doesn't deserve, mm-hmm. and uh, fucking... he makes the critical mistake and turns evil. Well, not evil, but he makes a un- a damning mistake. For a second, it doesn't look like he's gonna kill the officer. And me and yeah. were like, oh, he's not going to kill him. Boom! And he fucking dies. We're like, okay. <laughs> that was yeah. a good bait like, switch, yeah. Yeah. Like, suddenly flashing red. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. That was great. That's much more realistic, I think. Was, uh, at the end, I had cold Gios vibes as he gets stabbed. And- oh, it's totally the Lelouch. Um, uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Really complex word. Yeah, uh, the Lelouch plan. Fuck yeah, whatever plan he calls it. Yeah. Oh, like him. Rec- the Lelouch Requiem. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or zero Requiem. Yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, so he he gets pulled up onto the roof, right? And then he's like, you know, I'm the Lord of the Crime or whatever. And in the Eng- in the English subtitles, it's like, catch me if you can or whatever. And I totally wanted him to say to me, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I saw the line first before he says it. Uh huh. As English. you do with subs, yeah. Oh, that would have been a trip <laughs> if he said that. And then like the newspaper articles, like said his line, and then. Sh- Holmes reads it and he's like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well, yeah. that's probably nothing. Oh, no. Holmes would be cooming, so. dude. He'd be like, oh, he <laughs> said that to me. Now, when I read this newspaper, it's like he's saying it to me again. Like, it's just like that weird, <laughs> like, it's like I'm a fan and my fan, my, my hero is talking to me kind of thing. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, I'm excited. Sherlock's coming back too. So now we're finally like kind of sewing everything up for this uh, this end of the season. Like all the players, yeah, this final conflict are are getting in. Milvaton is like really showing off like how evil he can be. Uh, that dude really, is evil. Yeah, like I was actually kind of surprised how evil they made him in this show. Yeah, just up and killed like an entire like family right then and there. So yeah, just just for for shits and giggles, like his whole monologue are just like, yeah, I did it because I'm evil, and that's how it is. Like I want to be like the 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 idea of evil. I'm like, what a fucker. What like, a like. <laughs> like that's like his only purpose is it's just to be as evil as possible I yeah like, i love being evil like whoa this dude is insane kind of <laughs> okay. like kind of i wouldn't say like like the joker but like that mindset of just like just being oh. of what it is yeah i am just i am the embodiment of like this idea which like joker is like anarchy mm-hmm. in the dark knight and he's like i just want to be evil uh so so I'm actually really liking the way they're depicting Milverton. Um, uh, now, based on um, uh, his take from the, or I guess his representation from the novel, um, in the the text, Sherlock describes Milverton as the single most evil villain he has ever faced. Mm. Uh, more than Moriarty, he's never he doesn't he gives that honor to Milverton as like the most despicable <laughs> evil person he's faced. So I. I Makes get sense. where they're coming from with this angle. Like he's the embodiment of evil. He, uh, his actions in the the novels don't go as bad as they did in the anime, but he is like a bastard. Yeah. Uh, and his trait is blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if like, who knows if we're gonna get in their season? Like, I know, I think the manga is still ongoing, so like obviously like they could just keep getting more and more characters. But if this is like it. And we're not getting anything else. I wonder if this is like the end of of Will, right? Like, because it feels like Sherlock oh. and Will are going to work together to take down Milverton, but mm-hmm. something has to give, right? Milverton's got to get something out of it, and I think like Will dying might be like the ultimate, uh, like uh, get because Sherlock can never truly die, you know? I don't think so. So. No. That's why I feel like if this is like, because I'm sure like in the in the manga, you know, they just kill Milverton and they just move on to like the next, you know, famous person they can get on the in their storyline, and then that's the next evil yeah. person. But this is it, man. That'll be a wild ride to see like Will like kind of accomplishing his goal, but not in the way he wants to, and then Sherlock understanding that and like doing everything he can to continue the lord of crime and like its goals because i think he maybe finally realizes the good in it but he's gonna do it his own way kind of thing and uh that little like relationship with him and will might be kind of wholesome i'm hoping that happens the way they're setting it up narratively i I can see that kind of ending where um uh yeah i definitely feel like will setting himself up to have the Lelouch martyr death mm-hmm. and uh but then sherlock suzaku suzaku yeah um, exactly being the righteous the righteous figure yep. of justice like he he doesn't agree with it but he understands him and he becomes a end. figurehead and, and, he, and yeah he becomes a figurehead to try to make will's dream a reality his own way oh yeah 
and that's all I know about Code Geass. Every, everything after that, <laughs> that's pretty much all you need to know. Couldn't care, <laughs> couldn't care less after season one. To be perfectly honest with you guys. <laughs> Alright, next up we'll be heading into our third place for this week, Odd Taxi. This week we got third place from Kai. I gave it my first place for this week. Peter gave second place and Plinchy gave fourth place. I'll start off as the high point man for this one. Um Kakihana. I felt really bad for Kakihana. I know we've been shitting on him the last few weeks because he's so pathetic but uh as far as like representing like a a realistic down on his luck broken guy i really like the writing for this show mm-hmm. uh, and not just kakihana i as cartoony as he is uh porcupine guy <laughs> mr uh, yeah, oh, yeah mr sick beat yeah. himself he's my uh, favorite he's character actually, now. He's so he's kind of he's, he's not just like goofy and that he everything he says is a rap he's actually really intelligent and fascinating yeah yeah there's like a charisma about him that like really yeah. draws you in and mm-hmm. if he wasn't like part of the yakuza i feel like he'd just be a leader a boss in any corporation and his whole team will love to work for him just because there's just yeah. something about him that like attracts you to him too bad it's like he's a big asshole and he'll beat the shit out of you so yeah too bad he's too bad he's a he's a gangster (laughs) (laughs) who's like torturing kakiana um but yeah he's a he's a really cool um i really like shithead hippo uh every time he shows up with another stupid video i can just i can see it the fucking youtube um make assholes (laughs) just like putting up their their shit videos mm-hmm. he's such a good uh i wouldn't say like parody but like representation of like the youtube culture yeah uh, or the social media culture like as a whole not like youtube yeah, twitter yeah. he's a good character representing a, yeah that. a representation of that he's he's trying to be a trendsetter that's that's, that's <laughs> in of itself even though yeah. it's like mm-hmm. some really fucked up shit he's trying to like make a trend he's just trying yeah. to be as popular as fast as possible like, he's like building up like his following his brand a dude who got beat up because <laughs> of misinformation that he spread yep. mm-hmm. and Classic. he's like encouraging it so yeah i'm really expecting hippo to um be set up for a fall and dobu is definitely gunning for him <laughs> i think that prediction is gonna come true where he either dies or he gets beat up and forced to stop his social media uh aside from that a lot of intrigue with otokawa mm-hmm. uh where i didn't expect them to go this hard on otokawa's mental situation i think we're only in episode mm-hmm. eight but uh we're really getting to the heart of it already like uh, uh goriki i think the doctor yep uh yeah. he pretty much spelled out what we've been predicting been talking about for weeks yeah yeah mm-hmm. that we've just been like oh it'd be funny or it wouldn't just make sense if it was this but he all but straight up said that yeah he's uh, otakawa sees things that uh, aren't really there and he's probably referring to that one of the symptoms is that he sees things as animals because his, his his way of interpreting information is different yeah from other people like his Sin- like some Sin-thinia. wires in his lobes yeah like it's uh crisscross so like there's people with that uh with that symptoms where they like 
when they see numbers they they or like they can smell numbers so like they can yeah, smell what numbers are coming traits or uh, they can see color yeah out of people and they can tell from there so like i've never seen the animal like seeing everyone as animals as a as a as a symptom it's always like numbers colors and smell it's usually like in somewhat type of combination from that so Mm. It's, uh, it's new ground uh, with that one. So funny thing. So there's a subreddit. So the whole thing's called synesthesia, right? It's where basically mm-hmm. your senses are uh, intertwined and tangled. Mm-hmm. There's this thread on Reddit. Anyone else see people as animals? I get oh, animals shit. from looks and personalities. Recently, I it's told my real. coworkers about it, and they all asked what their animals were. Some of them had mythological creatures like mermaid or elf. Many of us has masks on now, though, so I'm unable to see their animals from looks. Has anyone met any mythical creatures and people like I have? Dude, and there's a bunch of comments about how they're like, uh, they're like, oh, I have that too. Or like, I thought I was the only one. Or it's just not me. And this post is from over a year ago. So that, has no relation to this show, by the way. But that makes sense because Odakawa, like, he couldn't tell where the hippo was because everyone was wearing masks. And yeah. he couldn't yeah. see him. Oh man, that's cool. That's interesting. Like I can't imagine oh. like having to like you can't turn it off. It just it's just how it is. You mm-hmm. just have to see yeah. everyone like that. And to you, it's just totally normal. But for everyone else, they're like, I don't get it. What? Why are you? Just he's the only character that, as far as I can tell, that has referred to other people as animals. No other yeah. characters from their mouth has said. Oh, the cow! You're you're a walrus. Yeah, that's he's why the he's like calico people. cat. The guy's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's a calico cat, and like, oh, fucking you, look a, you look like an ape. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what significance that has to the story, aside from just making Odaka very unusual and interesting, uh, I'm not sure. I think it just Probably gives him a power to help him. Uh, in oh, situations, right? Because like, like a Shekhov's gun, sort kind of, uh, of trait. Because like, if you think about it, like the fact that like he was able to tell with a shadow silhouette a Shirokawa, like that kind of like power. I don't know, I don't really call it power, but just like being able to identify stuff like that, like in a court of law, might be what he, you know they need. Like I don't know if they're gonna go to court. Oh, it- it could be, yeah, that he can identify people easily. But he's a witness to a lot of stuff. A lot. Yeah. And the fact that and he, he can, really like... He really shined in this episode. Yeah, he's gathering he can, information. Exactly. Oh, he yeah. can differentiate everything. Like, it's... it's uh, He'll be very powerful uh, if used as a witness. But, I mean, like, he's the one that killed the 16-year-old, so, like... Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I also like um, Odakawa. Like the, how he's so fucking smooth. Like everything he, he does is so suave and smooth. Like how he records things, how he <laughs> takes pictures. Like he takes a picture. Who is this sees. man? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of because badass. in Japan, like most phones, like Japanese phones, you can't silence the shutter. Yeah, to prevent um. Like upskirt photos or whatever. Right, like, right. Literally, the ringer, you put it on silent. If you take a photo, it'll still make the photo shutter sound. And like he sneezes as he takes mm-hmm. the photo. And I'm like, yep. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. He knows, dude. He's going to do whatever it takes. Everything he does is just so calculated. I'm like, man, what a guy. 
But you know what's crazy is that as much as he's a suave guy, I love how every time he does that kind of stuff, he's sweating. So you can tell yeah, like that's a nice little detail. He he is suave for him, but in his head, he's like, "Holy fuck, I am like recording a Yakuza, mm-hmm. and if I fuck up, I'm dead." And like that that realistic aspect of knowing that like yeah, he's towing still a normal dude, life and death. Yeah, he's still a normal warrior. Is like it's it's a pretty nice touch. Yeah, great great show. Great show, yeah. Man. Really, really good episode. Poor Kakehana. Oh, his yeah. voice actor, man. He is. His voice actor oh, yeah. really yeah. sold the "I'm about to die and I'm gonna have to tell my mom one last time I love you." That, that was like, fucked up. That was, was so fucked up. Good. That was good acting. Oh man, there's still five more episodes, right? Crazy. <laughs> Fucking. Oh crazy. wow, you didn't need to ask me. You were able to do it all on your own. <laughs> Good job. But he's right though. Like there's still it's still got a lot of time. You're right? Because we like we're slowly like getting a bigger chunks, and I'm like, what? I think these next two are still gonna be building episodes. We're still gonna like get mm-hmm. drip feed. So yeah. we're not gonna we're not hit anything yet. like drip juicy. Me, baby. <laughs> All right. So we're moving on, and um, this week we have a tie for first place. Two shows brought their A game, and we couldn't decide which one deserved first place more so. Um, first up for our first place tie this week, we have Fumetsu, uh, To Your Eternity. First place from Kai, third place from me, first place from Peter, third place from Plinchy. Uh, we'll start off with... Uh, Actually, I'll have um, Peter, you go first for this one. Uh, to your eternity, uh, we got to know Goo Goo yep. a lot more. What did you think of this episode? So wholesome. Like, everything yeah. felt mm. great about it. Like, Goo Goo's backstory, nice and short and sweet. You know, like, we're not yep. wasting so much time with it. We get who he is. We get, like, the kind of character he is. He's just a, he's just a good boy. And I'm, I'm like, really... Like, as much as he's going to get very, like, not a lot of screen time, like, you know, three, four episodes mm-hmm. max, probably. I feel like he's already going to be a great candidate for, like, best boy of uh, oh, yeah. of our of our award show. Yeah. Just because, like, just everything about him, like, even though he his face got smashed, he's still trying to be upbeat about things. He's trying to still push forward. His mm-hmm. brother betrayed him. And still all the money they were working hard like to 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 save up. Yeah. Still trying to work hard to to get to, you know, whatever goal he was trying to get to. The girl he loves cucked him right in front of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still loves her. Like, holy shit. I didn't want to be right when we were watching that episode and be like, ah, she's probably gonna fall in love with Fushi because, you know, who wouldn't? He's a handsome hunk of a guy. And she and she actually did, and I'm like, oh no, he only knows like five words, like <laughs> that. This conversation is gonna be really weird. <laughs> and then the fact that she was like, oh, but I can teach him, and then I can also get him yeah. naked. I was like, whoa, you're ten. Yeah, I was like, holy <laughs> crap, what is it? Who, who are these children? Like, yeah. one is incredibly emotionally resilient, or at least very tolerable and forgiving, and the other yeah. is like. She's a Omega a slut. On. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. And then Man, grandpa, I tell you. Thirsty. And this grandpa is just like, I'm all good. This can happen in my shop. And I'm like, dude, Gugu's going to get buff. No. Nah. Oh, he's going to get swole. And his <laughs> pot belly stomach that we are assuming is full of pig intestines that the doctor shoved in him for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I don't think he's going to like get really strong or anything or like get bigger because I think he's stunted like Gugu's like growth like his whole body is like a Frankenstein uh hodgepodge that, that he did surprised. together so I think like yeah. why his belly's big and why he, where he wears like the the like Kleckleon mask is because his tongue is going to be able to stretch out he doesn't know how to do it yet but I think he'll have like a 30 foot tongue that that starts from his belly out into you know uh the you know the world to see i wouldn't be surprised that's really fucked up why would the old man do that but the old man is crazy dude he's got tinfoil hat strapped on tight on that one so like this kid's eyes were smashed to oblivion i'll replace those but hey wouldn't it be cool if i also like gave this guy like what i it's gotta be that he has a kekleon tongue like i i I can't remember exactly what the line is, but I think I remember seeing like where bef- when they were doing the flashback, they were talking about the tower that like where they're at now and the shop that the old man, like he's so weird that like they, they're scared that he does like experiments or that like he steals people or whatever. So like this yeah, isn't yeah. like a first time offense for him. So like I'm kind of yeah, yeah, curious to see if there's like this before. other kids or adults that you know he's messed with and they show up sometime in this arc and so that'd be wild like i i forgot which episode i don't think it was this last episode but i think it was the episode before that i think where it's like two bystanders passing by that you know the house where the old man lives in they're like oh that crazy dude he finally you know, he was saying that, you know, he's going to make a robot, buddy. I heard he finally made it. Or, like, it's a, it's a line something. Yeah, he finally made a monster. Episode. Yeah. yeah. So, he succeeded making a monster. Is he, like... I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have a long tongue, though. What I don't think that's be? it. Why give why him the this, helmet? If you, why see the, if you see the teaser at the end, like, it looks like there's a long pink object that they completely detach it's not like connected, you know, if it was a tongue coming out, it'd be like connected, but it like, it's like they take something out and it like, is just detached. So I'm like, I don't think it's a tongue. Just see you next like, week. Just have yeah. to wait. We'll definitely yeah. see either next week or the, mm-hmm. the, the week after they're going to go into some kind of conflict and he's going to have to protect the girl Barf or something. Guts, I guess. Blech. Yeah. Blech. And something. Like, Whoa, okay, we'll leave you guys alone. Never Our mind. old man just like punches him in the stomach and then his weapon comes out or whatever. Like, just, the like, he holds out, the like, kid, he's like, go goo goop. He launches it at like 100 miles per hour. He just stored like a couple like AK-47s in there and it's like, I just needed a storage and your belly was perfect. I just needed this for a rainy day. Yeah. Like I'm a curious. Comes out. I just, what else could it be? He's Franken. He's just Frankenstein, beam, dude. Oh, that'd be crazy. He's hyper man. He just Hecleon can learn hyper beam. Like, <laughs> old lady's fucked up. <laughs> I can't believe she's still around saying fucked up shit. She's like, yeah, we should just like 
so cut up fushi and then make like immortality <laughs> soup with them and no. then sell it and then kekleon was like what the fuck we can't do that he's my friend and she's like i'm just joking no it's like, according to kai she's she's very sweet and she's the best grandma okay i, I mean i think like if it was oh let's kill fushi she she'd be like no let's not do that but though. she's like i will no. cut off like his elbow and make like sashimi soup with it the tinfoil is strong with her too yeah, you know it, Kai. I see that. Face. No, I, 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 it's like, it's like, you know, don't you joke about, uh, like, with your friends how you're gonna eat their dog or their eat their pet cat or whatever. It's just like, haha, I'm gonna come and eat your cat or eat your dog. I don't know, isn't it something like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. That's just because we're Asian. That's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't own Fushi. <laughs> Yeah. I think she thinks he is a pet. I think yeah. like if she had to put him on a scale of he's a human with human rights or he's this thing that I <laughs> semi-own, I think she would say he's a thing. Mm-hmm. And now your grandma is even worse. <laughs> she oh, she thinks she owns rights, dude. She got no rights. I wanted to continue that joke, but I held back. <laughs> Realize what I was saying, but I'll stop there. No, it's good. Keep going. <laughs> but there is this other character uh, that's in uh, what is it? Uh, my anime list. I wonder if she's going to be in it. Uh, Tonati Dal- Dalton. I don't. I don't know if she's gonna be in it, but I don't know. Why does she? Look she so seems modern? like a perfect character to to mix into the. Looking into at the her clothes from that picture, though, she looks like it's after like a time skip. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like it's, it's probably the it's a- arc after this one. It looks like a pirate outfit, to be perfectly honest. Oh, maybe like something in that era, or like it's a. Uh, I don't know. The collar just makes me think of very, at least like nineteenth century. Yeah, it's the collar. Is is that collar? Like every time it's like a high collar, it makes me think fucking pirates and ships and uh, yeah, fucking like one piece. Feels like a modern town, yeah. but uh, I mean, to your eternity, we can technically have a time skip where Fushi just wanders and then, like, two thousand year two thousand, he's still around doing stuff. <laughs> he like shows up at like. Lucky Star High School, and he's with the girls, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still technically high school boy, so he can like, just walk around town. Be crazy, still dragging man, that rope around, still dragging uh. the rope around. Oh, that's the nice thing I I liked. Um, his conversation with Gugu, Gugu, he asked very good questions. He he's just walking yeah. behind um Fushi, and he's like, "You do realize that your leg is bleeding?" And Fushi's like. I oh I I guess I, and he's like I don't doesn't know. that hurt you and he's like mm. I don't know take your clothes off he takes Fushi's clothes off and it peels off of him because it's organic oh, his clothes like, are part ew. of his skin and he's like whoa why are your clothes like that he he's curious and that allows him to ask interesting questions and do interesting things with this like bizarre creature that he's with but he's still understanding like he doesn't like yeah. think doesn't Fushi as a freak. It. He's just like, oh, that's just who you are. And yeah, you're my like, best friend, so it's all good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good boy, dude. What a good boy. Yeah, he's a really a cool, cool character. Guy, yeah. Exactly the right character, I think, for 
where Fushi is in his character development. Exactly. He needs someone to support him and doesn't see him as fucking soup. Yeah. Oh, God. The old man taught Fushi how to laugh. <laughs> oh, dude. He goes, <laughs> and then Fushi goes, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> That's all Fushi, dude. He, he already saw the grandma laugh and he didn't copy that. He was like, this is the one. This is That's the, the one, one I, I want. want. For me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and watch, the old man's going to teach him how to wank too. Oh yeah. And then that's going to go did. out of control. <laughs> All right. So we'll be moving on to our other tie for first place. Uh, defending champion won't give up first place. I can't count how much weeks. Peter says five. Five weeks, baby. Five weeks in a row of first place. It will not let anyone else fit on the throne uh, unless it shares it with a two-year turn. Seven out of the eight weeks that we've been voting, it has been first place. Has this actually like broken some kind of record for most... I'll I'll check back in the archives, but I don't think I've ever seen a show hit first place this many times. Who are we talking about? It's Vivi Fluoride Eye Song. Again, first place. Second place from me and Kai. Third place from Peter. First place from Plinchy this week. Uh, As usual, like, no matter if she's kicking ass or just talking to a boy and watching him grow up, I find Vivi such a fascinating character to just follow and where her mindset is and how it grows and changes throughout the years, no matter how much time passes. Uh, What did you guys think about this episode? So I had this thought at the end of this episode where I thought randomly about how a lot of the animes that I've been commenting on, I'd say that it would be better if they were binged. But this show does so well with like the time gap. It almost feels like the week break that I've had matches with uh, like this obscure mm-hmm. sense of time with the anime. It's very like abrupt, like time skip. If, it, if I binged it, it w- I don't think I would have. I don't know. Felt like, it. I feel I like it'd that. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It fits but, with the show. Yeah. But that ending, no words. Like there's a lot of times where in an episode you or you feel like you want to ask more. You get angry because questions aren't being answered. But I'm okay with being strapped up and just like watching like taking it all in <laughs> yeah just I, i'm not being like along on the ride yeah um, things will pop up where i'll be like oh maybe it could be something to argue about that doesn't make sense or etc cetera, etc cetera. that could be debatable but i don't really care i like what i'm watching it's really nice fucking crazy ending though i like that ending that re-zero kind of oh I made things worse or I no matter how hard I try it's just not working out ending but were any of us honestly surprised like yeah the execution no, was like holy shit this this is yeah, kind of wild the execution was very well done but the the idea of that happening there's no way any of us thought yeah of course I mean, we we're always like at the end of every episode we're like is Matsumoto, you know, good? Are you know, are we really gonna get to the end goal that we really think we've exactly. always had? Like the sus. Being, like, just played. Even before the show ever came out, Peter would read us the description. We're like, mm. <laughs> you know, there's more to it, but 
Yeah. Well, like, just this episode alone, it's just the fact that, like, Matsumoto came back every year when Vivi was trying to, like, make the song, but he had nothing to report about anything of yeah. the future. I'm just like, like oh, yeah. oh, like, this is like this, like, they're trying to make you feel good with Vivi trying to learn mm-hmm. how to make a song, but also this anxiety of, like, Oh, time why? passing. Yeah, yeah. time yeah, passing. So much time. Flying. And like, this why do you growing to, up? Yeah, and then the fact that the kid ended up being the fucking he ends up being the professor. <gasps> yeah, that was like, oh, it all comes full circle. But like, yeah, that anxiety of like Matsumoto coming back and not reporting anything or saying anything to Vivi or like telling her anything good or bad that's happening in the future is like, oh, oh, what's going on? What's happening? Like something's happening behind the scenes, and just like yeah, that listless stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, the Matsumoto comes back. Like, I, I agree with you with the whole anxiety and like not really understanding. But this thought just came to me: Matsumoto saying, "Well, isn't it like why?" Vivi's like, "Why'd you pick this day?" Like, oh, well, it's the day that we first met, which is also the same day that she met the little boy, which is Matsumoto. So I'm kind of like. <laughs> like kind of freaking out right now but uh. it all comes full circle yeah the cleverness and the subtlety i really really like that about this show that they can have these kind of like if you pay attention you can connect the dots of what's really happening but see there's a reason he picked that day right like there there there's something about what happened that we either is like really quick we didn't notice or just you know we haven't seen it yet and it will be like a flashback something fucked up that day and i don't know if it's like that first day the first year that like uh she met the boy or it's like every year like clockwork on and that anniversary something kept going the wrong direction and i wonder is because like mm-hmm. vivi was just not active for those 20 years and she was just stuck in that museum everything outside the world was like going chaotic and no one told mm-hmm. her because she's just she's just a piece of the museum now why well, need to tell her what's happening outside so it's just like what 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 is going on well okay, she still so has anyone... access to the archive and news and stuff from oh yeah that's true inside yeah mm. she can still like see what's going on in the world she could still see how nothing's really changed because of um ophelia's uh new death i'm more like curious about why you guys think all of the bots at the end were singing the song that Vivi wrote? Because Matsumoto is the evil guy. <laughs> he learned the songs like, great. Thank you for giving me the anthem to our fucking new nation that I'm going to create. <laughs> Thanks, Vivi. You're the best. Now I'm going to become Hitler and destroy the world. So, okay, here's a... I'm. Uh, my artificial intelligence knowledge, like IRL, is a little bit rusty, but I'm pretty sure that the word singularity means the rise of AI and becoming sentient and fucking destroying everyone. And so in hindsight, I feel like I should have known that Monsumoto, like we joked about it and it was like a possibility to be, but now it's like, I guess, I guess Monsumoto is evil. I can't see it. It's, it's like too covered with the rose-colored lenses because the boy is so nice like i don't understand why he would do this yeah and he had like a wife and then the wife had a kid and then the wife just got the shit beat out of her outside that's weird no the wife died um, yeah she died during yeah. giving oh. birth 
Damn, that fucking lady yeah. that they showed outside that was just getting the shit up of her looks as, almost exactly like the wife. I got Damn, confused. I was like, thought the pregnant <laughs> wife got beat up. No, 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 no. Yeah. I thought she already uh, I mean, gave like, birth. At that point, she already gave birth. But yeah, so yeah. I oh, thought right, she like right. got messied. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, I thought she died because like it made it sound like she died when she gave birth. But then I saw her on the floor with robots beating the fuck out of her. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? Dude. I couldn't believe it. See, I knew something was going to happen because I had to rewatch it because I came in when you guys were watching it at the end. Yeah. And so I was literally like, I'm going to go AFK for a bit. And I had my headset and all I hear is Lance go, what the fuck? And I hear the bots singing and I'm like, I need to do one of these and like not listen anymore. <laughs> but after like sitting down, I'm like, something's going to happen. I know. And I, I feel like I know like bots are probably going to kill people. It's kind of obvious. But once they started singing, I had chills. And I was like, no, yeah, what the that fuck was is scary. happening? Yeah. That that moment was good. Like, di- like this week, like some pretty good moments. Like that one. And I just remembered 86 when at the very beginning when um, oh, Undertaker. Undertaker was he like. Smiled. Yeah. When he smiled to Archer and that just that like oh, yeah. one screenshot. I was like, oh, man, these mm-hmm. two are like they're really revving it up to to finally hit that climax and uh they're both gonna end up in a war right so it's like it's it's exciting to see uh these next couple weeks Mm -hmm. oh yeah the preview showed so much potential battle and oh yeah uh, i'm not ready as much as this like this week was like a nice break of like fighting and like anxiety it's like oof man what a build up to like just yeah, Vivi setup is great. having to like just go all out to try to protect as many humans as she possibly can and figure out what the fuck's going on. So my only theory with um Vivi is they're singing the anthem. Uh I'm I gotta assume that somehow so we still don't know who contacted uh uh Kakitani, I think his name mm-hmm. is. Um yeah. mm-hmm. uh and then like informed him of uh what Matsumoto and Vivi are up to. Um, so whoever that person is, is someone who worships Vivi and probably based whatever AI or I, well, I guess all like advanced AI is, has spawned from Vivi's base, but it's gotta be somebody who like really appreciates Vivi and I don't know, Peter, if you're thinking the same thing as I'm thinking. Do you want to say it? No, I'm good. Okay, my... Well, I don't know if I'm thinking the same thing as you. I think it might be the little girl. No, we've been thinking the same thing! <laughs> uh, the little girl that... um, The little sister of... Uh, the That she met on the satellite. Yeah. And she grew up and then she yep. became a scientist. Because I, I, always, I always really wanted her to come back in the story... Uh, I was like, actually expecting her to be like a consistent companion to Vivi because she was so important, uh, and uh-huh. and Vivi like totally like touched her life. She gave her peace, knowing like, oh, my sister died on the plane, but Vivi, you're such an amazing robot, and you were my sister's friend. Yeah, like I thought that she'd grow up to be a scientist and maybe like repair Vivi after missions or be like a friend mm. to her throughout her life. Oh, that'd and be then cool. We, like, and then we see her get become like an old grandma by the end of it. That Vivi could protect this girl into adulthood. But wouldn't it be fucked up if she she did become a scientist, but then she somehow 
turn evil which yeah turn evil somehow my prediction from last week that someone we've already met in this like it's gotta be someone we already know and there's not too many people exactly we're still alive i'm also like on this camp now that like when matsumoto like goes back and forth that somehow some way like like his brain splits and now there's just like the like the original bad matsumoto and now the good matsumoto that's been curated because of his interactions with vivi and now there's gonna be two matsumotos and i feel like we're gonna run into the bad one and then the good one is just gonna come out and now there's gonna be two matsumotos and then we're like oh shit two of them that's such a yeah that's a but time traveling does that right like it's Mm -hmm. it splits so many times like that and with ais it's very easy to you know split personality to split brain cell or brain like capacities like that so just takes a tiny bit to change everything i mean we've seen with terminator the idea that oh if the humans can send an agent into the past to fix things then they can easily the bad guys can easily send an evil agent into the past to like counter that so if uh, someone it doesn't even have to necessarily be matsumoto himself but if somebody copied matsumoto's uh like his formulas or his data and then just made an evil matsumoto because that's the other thing i was thinking about with um whoever informed uh, antonio to be uh to just uh, change the way he he handled the past and was able to even like fight toe-to-toe with matsumoto and like hacking it has to be somebody with hacking ability Ooh. on par with matsumoto and who else can do that but uh, it could be just an evil version of matsumoto himself i mean antonio is not a hacker he's a, a sound so somebody gave him that power that already had it <laughs> i'm really excited for next week fucking masterpiece yeah i love this show oh man and also like i was so close to be like i thought vivi was gonna make like another song and i was like fuck another song i gotta put in the opening and ending comp because i know that was gonna be the opening but she ended up playing the, the ending, ending song. the ending yeah and i was she like created oh. the ending song, which i and like think is also kind of really nice yeah it just kind of comes full circle because the idea that she used all her experience to make that song and now looking at the ending and how like dominoes are falling is just kind of like the journey yeah. she kind of set all these little pieces have influenced the next domino moving in mm-hmm. that's just yep. kind of reflective of her journey. it's such a which is the singularity project the, yeah yeah that's yeah the dominoes are the singularity project so the way she explained it was just like just goosebumps so yeah. smart original man you know um the beginning of the episode she's in the museum and then there's the class right and then the kids are like can you sing for us i thought straight up she's gonna start like going pop star mode and start singing baby fluoride eyes she's like no i can't sing it i'm like god damn it ah uh, you baited us because last time she did that <laughs> that was amazing okay last thing i wanted to say that i liked about the episode i liked uh i do like the the conflict that vivi was going through this episode and that um now that she because she always said my mission comes first i'll be happy just as long as i can make people happy if i can make humans happy no matter what it is then i'm happy but then this episode she was so happy to see matsumoto 
and she said like the singularity project is all i have now yeah uh, she's finally in the museum yeah it was so sad that just like Matsumo predicted like you know they're gonna shove you in a museum and like forget about you you're not gonna sing for a crowd anymore she's like oh whatever because he he saw (laughs) yeah I like that 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 came back to bite Vivi um just pointing out that the professor's voice actor is so so typecasted it's fucking um, deal again. It's deal. Yeah, deal. deal again. Yeah, yeah. like, but like, as as like it's it. Heath Heathcliff from Sword Art as well. You know, like every professor with the glasses character has to be this guy's voice. You know, He's got a good voice, man. Yeah. Do you want like a mature, like middle aged dude? Deal, dude. <laughs> every deal, time. dude. <laughs> Ah, deal. He's Deadpool as well, apparently in Japanese. Oh, wow, really? Cool. <laughs> now we gotta watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it. I want to watch that. I actually, I can't even imagine Deal <laughs> playing yes, like a like a psychotic. Well, okay, because that's like that for like all like the superhero character. movies, right? They're all voiced by like the voice actors that we that we listen to every day in anime. Yeah, yeah. they move and right onto like, live action voice set too. for them. Yeah, like a lot of them. Like, if you're Bruce Willis's voice actor, any Bruce. Willis <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking about this. Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. So that will do it for our top ten ranking board this week, and uh, that's all the time we have for this week's podcast. If you made this far, thank you again for tuning in. And if you like this episode, please feel free to give us a follow and stay up to date on We Power Hour news. It really means a lot to us. Uh, before we close out for today, any last words, you guys? Thanks for watching. I bought my first Pokemon booster box and I pulled the best card from the fucking box. Yep, yep. The yep. best oh, fucking yeah. card. You got the, you got the mother the on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I bought a Pokemon Battle Styles booster box and I pulled uh, the Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX. Uh, alternate art best card in the set and I got it like in pack 10 so great mm-hmm. I made almost like $200 with that fucking amongst box. other pulls amongst other got. pulls yeah, yeah they're Jesus. pretty good ones too oh, hopefully uh, we recorded it so hopefully uh, we can do like a little like highlight of that and show it to you guys show, show what I pulled but it felt great and now I'm fucking uh, hooked like drugs and I'm I'm already gonna buy another box soon yep you're gonna be right there beating up people in target parking lots Hell for the yeah. cards it's fucking fucking cocaine and heroin inside of me now guys <laughs> shooting it up I can't stop looking at fucking booster boxes man yep. okay <laughs> that's all the time we have for today guys on that note uh See you guys next week. Same week time, same week place. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.